Dubuque Super Hits 106 is KIYX Sageville Dubuque, a Queen Bee radio station. On air at 106.1 and online at superhits106.com. And get your Alexa skills on. Alexa, start Dubuque Super Hits 106. Do you want me to turn it up to 11? This is a Queen Bee Radio High School Sports Presentation. Tech Resource Management of Monroe coverage of high school sports presented by Myers Heating and Cooling of Lancaster is brought to you by Claire Bank, Culver's of Dubuque, Galena, Platteville, and Prairie du Chien, Community First Bank, Edward Jones Representatives Ben Reeves and Elena Reeves in Platteville, H&M Plumbing and Heating, Mound City Bank, Nutrition World of Platteville, Midwest One Bank, the Peterson Agency of Argyle, People's State Bank, Raleigh Cheese, the Shoebox of Black Earth, Tricor Insurance, and Wisconsin Bank and Trust. Good evening. Welcome to Dalzell Field. Rob Spangler, Bradley Preer with the call. It is Friday night. Lights time once again. High school football here on Dubuque Super Hits 106. And our feature matchup features perhaps the best team in Eastern Iowa this year. Certainly one of them by a lot of the coaches we talked to. Your Dubuque Hempstead Mustangs. They take on Cedar Rapids Jefferson, the Jayhawks. Welcome to our Raleigh Cheese pregame show presented by Raleigh Cheese at the intersections of highways 11 and 23 in the heart of Lafayette County. Don't forget the cheese. Bradley, this game, a tale of teams heading in, I hate to say opposite directions for Cedar Rapids Jefferson, but they're 0-5 on the year. It's been a rough go for them. And then you've got the Mustangs who are 4-1 and and seemingly getting better every single week. Yeah, this, is, this has been a, like, you couldn't have said it any better. These two teams, Jefferson has had a tough go in just about every matchup they've had. Hempstead, on the other hand, has usually been able to handle their competition without too much of an issue. As we saw last week, they really uh, upset, if you will, uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy by quite a large margin. And yeah, and I, I don't know if I'd call it an upset as much as a domination that yeah. was kind of unexpected, right? We thought oh, that yeah. would be a close game, didn't we? We really did. We thought that was going to be a little bit tighter, and I think most people would have had Cedar Rapids coming out on top of that one, but Hempstead really didn't let up, and the only points of that game really came out after the second line of defense was in for Hempstead. Didn't really, uh, after that, though, there wasn't much of a shot. No, certainly not. Well, this is the second-to-last regular season game for the Iowa high school football teams. And for Hempstead, after this game, they'll be on the road to close out the regular season next Friday night at Waterloo West. You look at the other Dubuque area schools. Dubuque Senior played last night against uh, Iowa City West. And then they wrap up the season at this very same Cedar Rapids-Jefferson team next Friday night. So that's the way Dubuque Senior and Dubuque Hempstead wrap up. And then tonight, across town over at the Rock Bowl, we do have another Dubuque high school game tonight. Wallert uh, is hosting Central DeWitt. And then they also have one more home game they'll be hosting next Friday night, which we'll be at. Uh, that one is uh, against uh, Davenport Assumption. Should be a great ball game. And, you know, the state of Dubuque football, I think we've mentioned this, Bradley, but it's good. There is really good play across the board, all three high schools. And when you include West Dubuque, 
boy, everybody with Dubuque in the name is playing good football, aren't they? There's no doubt about it. You go a little bit farther down, too. You know, West Delaware's had a great season. This half of the state, this corner of the state, is producing incredible football all season long, and they're going to be tough to contain during the postseason. Well, we're going to get to our first interview on the pregame show. We'll talk with Chris Busing, head coach for the Cedar Rapids Jayhawks. Those are coming. He is coming up next. We'll also be chatting, of course, with Jeff. Um, Jeff excuse Horner. Me, Horner. <laughs> Cat got my tongue. We'll, we'll chat with Jeff Horner also on our Raleigh Cheese pregame show. Both of those interviews next and the opening kickoff right around the corner on Dubuque Super Hits 106. Wisconsin Bank & Trust allows you to maximize your cash flow and find the right solution for your unique needs with their home equity lines of credit, personal loans, vehicle loans, and credit cards. Visit wisconsinbankandtrust.com backslash loans to get started today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Credit cards are issued and serviced by New Mexico Bank & Trust, DDA, HDLF card services. Normal underwriting guidelines apply. The slots at Tammy's Piggly Wiggly in Galena are hot. Stop in for a spin with their exciting video gaming. Their private gaming area is clean and sanitized for your safety. And they offer free soda, water, and coffee. Plus, select beer for just $2 and wine by the Glass. Make sure to check out Tammy's money-saving weekly specials and stop by their deli for salads and party trays. Grilling tonight? Stop by their meat department for cut-to-order steaks, chops, and more. Tammy's Piggly Wiggly, just off Highway 20 in Galena. Learn more at shopthepig.com. Visit theshoebox.com to see their latest in-store shopping hours or order online for free shipping all month long. Pickup also available. The Shoebox in Black Earth and theshoebox.com. Super Hits 106. Welcome back to the pregame show. Rob Spangler joined by the head coach of the Hempstead Mustangs, Jeff Horner. And first of all, good evening, coach. Good evening, Rob. Good to be chatting with you again after a big victory last week. Uh, you guys took care of business in, I would say, a more dominating game even than the score, the final score said. 38-20 was the final, but you guys really looked good against Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Talk about that win because I think that was, you know, I don't know if you'd say a statement win, but certainly an impressive win. Yeah, I, I think uh, you could probably call it a statement win for us. Um, I know we've had a couple big wins along the way, but we felt like that's probably the most complete game that we've played um, to date against a very good football team. Um, so we felt really good coming out of that offensively, defensively. Um, as you said, maybe the score was a little closer than, than what it was, but um, we really felt good coming out of that. A lot of confidence. Yeah, very impressive. Um you know, the one concern lingering from that game, Coach Horner, uh, is maybe the play of Aiden Dunn because it looked like late in the game he might have twisted his ankle uh, or leg a little bit. But uh, how is he feeling health-wise, and uh, is that any concern? He's good. I, I wouldn't really say it's a concern at this point. Um, he's had a good week of practice. Uh, our trainer really does a great job of getting those guys in on Saturday morning and assessing them. And, um, if he doesn't think that, that they can go, um, they won't, but, uh, yeah, he, he does a good job of making sure those guys are ready and open communication with those coaches. So we think he should be good to go. Well, you guys are hitting the home stretch of the season. Uh, tonight you host Cedar Rapids Jefferson, a team that has struggled this year and, you know, certainly they are winless. Uh, this is one of those games. I don't even want to use the term. You look past an opponent, but you guys just, I would say you have to go out and play your game right you can't really worry about the opponent absolutely um we know that in this conference there's never going to be a week that we can look past um 
and I think our kids have done a great job with that. Um, they, we had a really good week of practice, and, and they know that if we want to be as good of a team as we can be, that that they need to um, come every week. They need to be ready to go, and it's not just Friday night. It's it's Monday through Friday. Jeff Horner, head coach for the Hempstead Mustangs. And then after tonight's game, you guys wrap up at Waterloo West, and then it's the playoffs. Have you given any thought about where you guys might stack up heading into the playoffs? Because certainly you're going to be one of the top teams, um, you know, in your district. Yeah, uh, we, you know, this is a an odd year in that everybody makes the playoffs, so we haven't really had that focus of, are we going to make the playoffs? It's We know we are, um, and then just kind of where do we line up? So um, the, the the playoff picture, I guess, at this point is a little cloudy. The state really hasn't given us 100%, um, you know, what it's going to look like, but they're starting to come out with some scenarios. Um, so the good thing is what we know at this point is that we've really got to come out and play with this week and next week. If we can get two more wins, we'll put ourselves in what we think is a, a pretty good spot uh, come playoff time. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I've noticed from talking to opposing coaches the last couple weeks covering you guys is the respect that people have for Hempstead. You know, that's something you got to feel pretty good about as a coach. And I'm sure the players feel that way as well is uh, what you guys are doing this year is putting together a great season. Uh, I know it's not over yet, and certainly you still got two games and the playoffs, as you mentioned, but, you know, talk about uh, where you feel the program is at right now, because I would say it's in a pretty darn good spot. Yeah, we feel great about where the program's at. Um, you know, that kind of lends itself nicely for me to talk about our senior class tonight, senior night. Um, and, and this senior class has, you know, kind of been pegged since they were freshmen um, to be a very good class for us, and they have not disappointed. Um, it's it's a very good class, but it's, it's a very special class because there's still there's 26 guys in that senior class, and they don't all play. They don't all play a lot. Um, so it's just really neat to see um, to see that, and that has kind of, you know, I think put us kind of, if you want to call it back on the map, but it's great to get that respect from, you know, from the Des Moines area and the Gazette, um, from the Cedar Rapids area, from the coaches, from the media. It feels really good, and our kids deserve it. Um, so I don't ever want to shy away from that. Yeah, well, they put in the work, haven't they? Absolutely. All right, Coach Horner, best of luck tonight against Jefferson and the rest of the way, and uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you in the playoffs. Thanks a lot. I appreciate, as always, your coverage and and how you bring us to people in the area, and hopefully we can do this again in the playoffs. Absolutely. Jeff Horner, head coach for the Hempstead Mustangs. We'll have opening kick right around the corner here on Super Hits 106. Southern Wisconsin is a great place to live, work, and raise a family. And Biotech Resource Management is proud to be a partner in keeping our community strong and vibrant. As a family-owned and operated business since 1983, Biotech is a proud supporter of our local employees and our local communities. Biotech provides good-paying jobs with great benefits to 35 employees and their families. Our partnership with family farms and local agribusinesses, our commitment to buying local, and our support for youth activities and local agricultural events are just a few ways that Biotech gives back to local communities. Greyhound Racing is alive and well at the Iowa Greyhound Park in Dubuque. Join us for live racing every Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday night at 5.30, followed by the Sunday matinee at 1 o'clock. 
The Iowa Greyhound Park is leading the resurgence of greyhound racing in America in a clean and friendly atmosphere where the kids are welcome anytime. Don't miss watching these world-class greyhounds run it up to 45 miles per hour. There is nothing like it at America's Racetrack, the Iowa Greyhound Park. Travel the Great River Road to the Port of Potosi's annual Breweriana and Fall Flea Market. Stop by the Potosi Brewery parking lot Sunday, October 18th from 9 until 3, rain or shine. Admission is free. There will be a large variety of antiques and collectibles on hand. And those attending get half-price admission to the National Brewery Museum. Vendor space is just $15. Book your space now by calling Mike at 608-642-0321. Sponsored by the Port of Potosi in support of the Potosi local chapter of the American Breweriana Association. From small-town businesses to large multi-state operations, Tricor Insurance and Auto Owners Insurance have industry expertise that can cover all types of businesses. Having an insurance agency that understands our business is a real benefit. They know our people. It's something Tricor does really well. Tricor's in-depth knowledge of insurance, regulation, compliance, and safety consulting is here to help your business succeed. Working with leading insurance companies like Auto Owners Insurance, they'll be there when you need them most. Visit TricorInsurance.com to learn more about Tricor Insurance Cycle of Care. From Delzell Field, Rob Spangler, Bradley Preer here on Super Hits 106. It's high school football, and we are getting down the home stretch here in the state of Iowa. Just two regular season weeks left, and then the playoffs. The yes, playoffs? The playoffs. <laughs> Everyone makes it, and we just, of course, chatted a moment ago with Jeff Horner, head coach for the Mustangs, who... Uh, Man, are having a fantastic year so far, but it's not over with yet. They're four and one on the year, and they face Cedar Rapids Jefferson. Looks like West Jefferson. Yep, looks like the uh, Hempstead will get the first possession of the night. So, let's uh, wrap up our Raleigh Cheese pregame show by taking a look at the Nutrition World starting lineup. That's Nutrition World Health, Wellness, Quality Selection, Knowledge for Optimal Health and Energy Levels are found at Nutrition World on Water Street in Platteville. Take a look at that Hempstead Mustang offense and first up front the line who does a great job. The center is number 69 Caden Lovett. The guards are Caleb Himes and Ike Harden. Tackles are Austin Unson and John Ostrander. Tight end is Lane Wells. Receivers Jackson Ostrander and Ty Hancock and the running backs Max Molt Culbertson and Zach Sabers. The quarterback Aiden Dunn. And that's the starting offensive unit for the Mustangs. On defense for Cedar Rapids, Jefferson's Jayhawks. Up front, they have four down linemen. The nose guard, number 79, Jamar Taylor. Tackles are Carson Taylor and Zane Wilson. Defensive end, Noah Dukes. Linebackers are Joel Watts and Josiah Zabato and Dylan Markham. Safeties are Ian Weederin and Mikhail Bloodsaw. And the corners are Takai Pope and Lonnie Melvin. That's the starters for both teams. We are set for the opening kickoff. Jayhawks to boot it away, booting the ball. It's number 25, Jacob Cross. This one going to be fielded by Sabres back at the 10. He's up to the 15, 20, 25, and tackled near the 30. Return by number 9, Zach Sabres. And he gets across the 30, up near the 33, maybe the 34. First and 10 there for the Mustangs. Yeah, really Jack nice return there, the right up on the right end of the field. Heading out to the 33, that's a pretty nice spot to start your first possession. Absolutely. First quarter just underway, 11.54 to play. Mustangs of Dubuque-Hempstead hosting Cedar Rapids-Jefferson here on Super Hits 106. 
Aiden Dunn working out of a shotgun formation. Three receivers left, one to the right. Lone setback Sabres. He gets the handoff. He's going to cut it back to the left. Following his blockers, he's around the left end of the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Still following blockers across the 35 before he's finally tackled at about the 33. So he goes from 33 to 33. That's a pretty good run by Zach Sabres. Yards on the first Pushed run of the night. That's a great, great first run. They work in the outside edge, and I hate to say it, but I think this is exactly what we expected out of the first drive. Like a hot knife through butter here for the Mustangs so far on one play. Man in motion, Hancock from left to right, taking the snap done. He quick quick screen, flare-out pass to Hancock, running around right end. Following his blocker, he's across the 30, 25 and tackled inside near the 20, down at about the 21, where it's a first down. Yes, he gets about 11 yards, almost 12 on the reception. Two very well-executed plays, opposite side of the field. They're utilizing that wide side pretty well here to start out the game. Dunn again working out of the gun, empty backfield. Two receivers right, three to the left. First and ten for the Mustangs at the 21. It's a keeper. Dunn up the gut. He is going to march into the end zone. Touchdown. Untouched. Aiden Dunn, 21-yard run. Well, that three plays. That is called hitting the easy button. Yeah, that was easy. It looked easy. 67 yards. What it is is precision execution by an outstanding football team. That was very, very well done. And Hempstead is showing exactly what they're capable of. That took 48 seconds. Wow. Extra point is on the way. And Ben Yeager blasts it through, and it is good. All right, we'll take a timeout. 7-0. Dubuque Hempstead on top of Cedar Rapids. Jefferson back with the ensuing kickoff next on Super Hits 106. Culver's Grilled or Crispy Chicken Sandwiches and our much-loved Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Observe, it's whole white meat goodness. Cooked to order, every bite's so delicious, that's how chicken is supposed to taste. Welcome to delicious. Culver's in Platteville, Dubuque, Galena, and Prairie du Chien. Wisconsin Bank & Trust allows you to maximize your cash flow and find the right solution for your unique needs with their home equity lines of credit, personal loans, vehicle loans, and credit cards. Visit wisconsinbankandtrust.com backslash loans to get started today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Credit cards are issued in service by New Mexico Bank & Trust, DDA, HDLF Card Services, Normal Underwriting Guide. Oakwood Fruit Farm presents Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. The apples are plentiful, so come on out for Honeycrisp, Macintosh, Cortland, and all cooking and eating varieties you love. Enjoy great-tasting fresh cider, caramel apples, squash, pick your own grapes, get some pumpkins, or apple cider donuts. Everyone at Oakwood Fruit Farm says thank you to all customers, and they hope to see you for Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 5, south of Ithaca. Just follow the signs to Oakwood. Oakwood Fruit Farms, that's the one for family fun. Here comes the ensuing kickoff. Jaeger shortens this one. It's going to be fielded by Dylan Markham back at the 24-yard line. He takes it up across the 25 near the 30 where he's tackled out of bounds at the 29. So it'll be first and 10 there for Cedar Rapids. Jefferson, the previous drive, an incredible drive. Three plays for Dubuque Hempstead. 48 seconds is all it took, Bradley, for them to score on three plays. Yeah, that was uh, almost a little... Too easy, if you will. That was pretty there incredible. There wasn't much, uh, and I give Aiden Dunn the credit. He saw that there was a blocker coming, and he took the 
kept it himself. Carson bleeds the quarterback, takes it, hands it off to the deep back. That is Pope, and he is hit in the backfield and going to lose about a yard on the first carry of the game. Yeah, back to the play that they scored on. Aiden Dunn realized that uh, he wasn't going to have a chance with... Uh, the wideout running it and just said, hey, I'm going to take this myself. He had plenty of open room because the defense fell for the wideout having it. Three receivers, no, two receivers to the right, one to the left. Pistol formation. Carson bleeds the quarterback. Quick fire. Uh, it's a slant, and it's almost intercepted. Oh. As, Athletic uh, effort by Sabres. Yeah, Zach Sabres came flying from the safety spot in and almost picked it off. It was intended for Lonnie Melvin. It falls to the turf, incomplete third down and 11. I like to think if he held on to that, he actually probably had it. <laughs> well, and I don't. He wasn't the only one who had a chance at the ball, <laughs> no. was he? There was quite a few of them. I mean, obviously you had. Um, I think Chase Hayful was Hayful playing corner. It. Yeah. Third down and eleven here for Jefferson. Again out of the pistol, Carson Bleats. He's flushed out of the pocket, rolls to his left. He's going to be hit in the backfield and taken down for a loss. It's a sack, loses three more yards, and that will set up fourth down and 14 now for Jefferson. Unfortunately, too, this is exactly how I think we saw Jefferson's drive going here, the first drive anyway. And this is a tough Hempstead defense, so you can't just... You got to give credit where credit's due. These guys, this Hempstead defense is a well-oiled machine, and everything works to perfection, like we just saw there. Well, and and it really feels, Bradley, and I'm not just saying this, but it really feels like they're hitting their stride, like they're playing oh, yeah. their best football now that here late are. in the season. They get better every time we see them. Yeah, no doubt. Punting situation here, three and out for Jefferson, and punting the ball away is Cross. This one high, going to bounce at the 50. Wow, it takes a great roll for Jefferson. That'll not be fielded by Sabres. He just backs away smartly. It'll roll all the way down near the 30 to about the 31-yard line. So a heck of a punt. Got to give him credit for that. Jacob Cross blasted one down to the 31 of Dubuque Hempstead. Very, very well done by them. This is going to be something that, you know, they're similar field position, and if Hopefully Jefferson learned their lesson the first time. You can't leave any room for Sabres or Dunn to get open in an open space. They're going to hurt you. It looks like uh, Kyrie Tate is going to be in. And I think we're going to have an empty backfield. Yes, we will. Working out of the shotgun, it's Aiden Dunn. First and ten. Mustangs at their own 31. Two receivers to either side. It's an option play. Dunn going to keep it, and he runs left before he's finally tackled after about a five-yard pickup. So not nearly the yardage they got on their last possession, which was a gain of 30, a gain of 12, and then a 21-yard touchdown run. Second down and five here coming up for the Mustangs. Two receivers right, one to the left. Ball on the far hash, left side of the field, taking the snap. It is done, hands it off. Ball carrier running to the left. That is, I believe... Jalen Smith. It is. He gets a first down, rips off about nine, eight or nine yards on that carry. That's Smith doing what Smith's always done best. He's been absolutely incredible. He's the one you give it to. You would like to nickname, uh, compare him to Jerome Bettis, which I think is very appropriate. 
Strong runner. And a handoff again to Smith. He's going to run around the right end, follow his blockers, and put his head down and pop across the 45 to about the 46. Short gain there, just a couple yards. Second down and eight on the way. Second and eight. So that Jefferson defense stiffening up a little bit. Mustang's going to like put two receivers left and one to the right this time. Working out of the shotgun, done. Smith, alone setback, rolling left is done, looking downfield, throws into double coverage, incomplete. Bit of a dangerous throw there intended for Hancock. Yeah. Oh, and we got a flag in the back a after flag the, the fact. And it's right about where oh, Dunn it's went Oh, it's roughing down. the passer. Boy. That's a uh, painful penalty if you're, you know, Cedar Rapids Jefferson. Because look, if you force an incomplete pass there, it's third and eight. Yeah. You have a chance to force, you know, this high octane Mustang offense to punt potentially. And now, forget about it, it's an automatic first down. Boy, that is a costly penalty. Oh, yeah, but that was definitely a late hit. No doubt about it. Down to the 39 yard line of the Jayhawks. So the Mustangs continue Mustangs the drive. They have a first and 10 now at the 41 of Jefferson. Two receivers left, one to the right, out of the gun. It's Aiden Dunn. Jalen Smith, lone setback to his left. Takes the snap, throws to his left. It's dropped. Jackson Ostrander was wide open. Just went right through his hands, actually, and hit him in the chest and bounced off. At, uh, that is all, unfortunately, on Ostrander. Yeah, you hear it all the time you have to haul it in before you turn your head and run down the field ostrander did not have that possession he decided to turn and go before he really had it two receivers left one to the right again shotgun formation for dunn this time he'll keep it option play running around the right end lowers his shoulder knocked out of bounds near the 35 i think they'll give him the 34 that's a nice gain of about five yards Dunn's been methodical. He knows. And the one thing I respect about Dunn more than anything is he knows when he should be throwing it, and he's capable of knowing when he should run it. And he reads the play incredibly well, and very rarely do you see him read it wrong. Third down and five now for Dunn. Two receivers left, one to the right. Again, Smith in the backfield with him. One thing I've noticed about Jalen Smith, he's got a highly reflective face shield. Oh, yeah. That thing is shining off the lights up here. Back to pass. Dunn fires left side. Ostrander, he catches it this time, and he's got a first down. Got about 10 on that one. Yep, it will be a 10-yard pickup. And uh, that time he listened to your advice, Bradley. He reeled it in first and then took off running. First and 10 for the Mustangs down at the 25 of Jefferson. 7.36 to go. Approaching the green zone. That, absolutely, that yes, thank you. It is the Bytech Green Zone. We've renamed the Red Zone the Bytech Green Zone. Bytech is our um, high school sports title sponsor this year, so we thank them. Two receivers left and two to the right. Back to pass, Dunn. Cox fires deep to the right. Has a man, Hancock just oh. overshot him. I mean, probably by about a foot. That was... That's about it. That He had beaten coverage, and the throw was just a touch too long. That was a bit, and I don't know, something done doesn't quite look like he's entirely dialed in on the passing game just yet. We saw him throwing a double coverage, which is unlike him, and then that just a little bit too far there. 
I don't know that he's quite dialed in yet, but once he is here, which will probably be pretty soon, it's going to be trouble. Second and ten for the Mustangs. Three receivers left, one to the right. Pitch outside to Jalen Smith. Tries to turn the corner. He's hauled down after a gain of six or seven yards. Nice tackle in open field by Dylan Markham, number 21 for the Jayhawks. That will set up a third down and call it four coming up. So here we go. Wells checks in here. Big third down play, and we are now officially inside the green zone. Two receivers right, one to the left. It's a handoff to Smith, running up the gut, churning. Doesn't have the first. Nope, he's not going to get there. He'll be stopped about a yard and a half shy before he's shoved back by a pile. That big nose tackle, Jamar Taylor, number 79, he is a big man and hard to move, and he clogged up that middle. Fourth down, about two to go, down, two to go for the Mustangs. So the I have a pretty good the feeling they're not going to worry about a field goal here. They're just going to run it right up. No, although the one thing you could say about it is it's good in-game practice, you know yeah, what I mean? No doubt for about that. For potential playoffs down the road. But they're going for it. Fourth and two. Three receivers right, one to the left. It's an option play. Dunn going to keep it. He's going to follow his blockers. He's got a first down as he spins and is tackled near the 11-yard line. Picks up about five on the play. Needed just two. Got about five. They'll take it. Just outside the 10. So they're going to get a whole another set of downs to use. And then if they can find their way inside the one, get three shots to punt, four shots to punch it in the end zone. And this is a nice methodical drive. This is the 13th play of this drive. 6.07 to go in the first quarter. 7 nothing Mustangs on top of Jefferson. Two receivers right, one to the left, and a delayed handoff. Dunn going to keep it, breaks out of a tackle, and now spins and runs towards the corner of the end zone. He's in, touchdown. Can I ask how? I have no idea how he escaped. Yeah, how he escaped the initial tackle. He tried to run up the gut after keeping it, then basically bounced off the tacklers, busted it out to the right, and then ran for the corner and got in for the touchdown. What an incredible run by Aiden Dunn. That's his second TD of the game, and it's 13-0 Mustangs. The Yeager on to kick the extra point. He's got a plenty strong leg. And he nice blasts that one right down the middle. And it is 14-0, Dubuque-Hempstead on top of Cedar Rapids-Jefferson here on Dubuque Super Hits 106. We'll keep it here. We do want to thank some of our fine sponsors tonight. They include our friends at Dewey's Tire Repair. Oh, want to mention this, our extra points, of course. We just had one of those. Now it's our second. The extra points are money in the bank. You'll always score more. Simply better banking. Midwest One Bank. Member FDIC. Game brought to you in part by Bob Hundhausen, your Platteville Edward Jones rep, saluting our athletes on their hard work. Protect your team investments, Bob Hundhausen, Edward Jones Investments, Business 151, Insight Drive in Platteville. Also, Community First Bank, locations in Boscobel, Livingston, Platteville, Fenimore, First for You, Community First Bank, member FDIC. And Myers Heating and Cooling, servicing southwest Wisconsin since 1999. Myers Heating and Cooling, where they say, don't worry, we got this. Vitech Resource Management, as we said, our title sponsor of high school sports. If you love cheese, you have to love Vitech, servicing the dairy industry for more than 35 years, a greener way. Vitech Resource Management of Monroe, Wisconsin. Well, good start for the home uh, Mustangs. 
of uh, Dubuque Hempstead. Not surprised over Cedar Rapids Jefferson. We kind of expected this, but that second drive, you know, that one, that took some work. Yeah. And you got to give, I think, Jefferson credit after giving up a touchdown on three plays the previous drive to, you know, really make Dubuque Hempstead earn that touchdown. 13 plays. They had to march from their own 31-yard line, so it was a 69-yard drive. And uh, they, they milked quite a bit of clock off as well. Uh, they started at the 9.22 mark and scored with 5.54 to play in the first quarter. So, you know, you do the math on that. It was almost a four-minute drive. So uh, at least Jefferson, for their part, really made Hempstead earn that touchdown. Yeah, I will give them credit for that. Held them a little bit longer this time than previous uh, the previous drive, but... I mean, being down 14 nothing six minutes in is definitely not much fun. No. Here comes the ensuing kickoff. And this one going to be fielded, I believe, by Melvin. Yep, back at the 13. He's across 15-20. Shakes the tackle. 25. Oh, fumbles the football. It's loose. Ooh. And Hempstead has it. Oh, yeah. Coming from Fumble under the pile, it's number 15. That's Cooper K. So K comes up with the loose ball on the return. And guess what? Hempstead gets the ball right back after scoring a moment ago. They're up 14-0, and they will take over in plus territory at the 26-yard line of Jefferson. Oh, that's rough. That is about as tough as a break as you can get. <laughs> well, if you're a Hempstead fan, you're happy about this turn of events. Best field possession position uh, I think we've seen them have. Chance to go up three scores here. Still about midway through the first quarter. Back to pass. Done. Cox and fires deep. Right sideline. Has a man more. Culbertson makes the catch for a touchdown. Great adjustment by Max Molt Culbertson. Ball was a little underthrown that time, but he basically came back to it, cut in front of the defensive back, positioned his body perfectly, cradled the ball, caught it in the end zone, and there you go. A 26-yard touchdown reception by Molt Culbertson. Well, we talked about the previous drive taking 13 plays. That one took one play. About five seconds. In about five seconds. And here comes the extra point, And it is good by Yeager. So 21 to nothing. What a start for the Hempstead Mustangs. And uh, fans, I see fans coming back to their seats with popcorn and hot chocolate. And if, if they uh, blinked... They may still think it's yeah. seven nothing because uh, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> if you went to the concession stand, which by the way, hey, we've got time oh in this my. game to brag up the concession stand here at Dell's L Field. We have to do that. So we have literally tried almost yeah, everything on the menu. Yeah, I think so. so we've had the chicken sandwich, the cheeseburger, the brat, hot dog. Um, of course, I usually get the nachos. I always love the pretzel. They had lasagna soup last week. Lasagna soup. They have mac and cheese tonight. Yep. Uh, I've had the Happy Joe's pizza. Oh, so everything you is. You really can't go wrong. <laughs> and at a really nice price. I don't, nothing is what I would consider too much. No, absolutely. So 
We they treat us right here at Delzell Field. Here comes the ensuing, ensuing kickoff. This one will bounce and be fielded. And I believe it is Pope oh, no who breaks way. through and he's across the 40, 45-50, and tackled near the 45 of Dubuque Hempstead. Wow. Did not I don't know what went wrong on the Hempstead uh receive or kick team, but he I don't think he got touched until he was past the fifty. Yeah. He was brought down at the forty-five of Dubuque Hempstead. So great starting field position. Again, plus territory here for Jefferson with five and a half minutes to go here in this first quarter. It's twenty-one nothing already, Dubuque Hempstead. And, uh, you know, if you're Jefferson now, you don't want to waste this good field position here. Working out of the pistol formation, it is Carson Bleets. Man in motion behind him. It's a quick pass over the middle. He has an open man. It's caught, and he may rumble. It's Josiah Zabato. Touchdown. Yes, a 45-yard touchdown to the tight end, Josiah Zabato. Wow, this is this game is getting real interesting. This is three consecutive plays with a TD. Wow. Well, the tight end snuck down, right, really right down Broadway, and uh, great throw by Carson Bleets hits him in stride, and it's a 45-yard touchdown. And I said Jefferson doesn't want to waste his field position. They did not no. waste the field position. Extra point attempt coming up here from Cross. The hold is it's blocked. Oh, the hold is down. The kick was blocked. Uh, who got in front of that one? Uh, was I think it, it might have been Max Molt Culbertson. He's uh, given high fives on his way back to the sideline. 21-6, so the extra point is no good. But Jefferson is on the scoreboard. And uh, that was a big one, I think, for Cedar Rapids Jefferson to, you know, you, you find yourself down 21 to nothing. It's easy to hang your head and give up, but I give them credit uh, on that particular, well, drive. It was a one-play drive, but you'll take it if you're Jefferson, and they're right back in this game. 21 to 6 now. We, again, will thank some more Man, of our sponsors. I hated to go gone to the concession stand a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to score big? Visit Sharon's Furniture. They're located at 3400 Central Avenue in Dubuque. Inventory changes weekly. Discounts for anything they have to order. No flags, just low price tags. Sharon's Furniture, the familiar store that always saves you more. Shop local at Sharon's Furniture, 3400 Central Avenue, Dubuque. Suing kickoff coming up here in a moment. And cross to kick it away for Jefferson. Sabres and Kyrie Tate back deep for the Mustangs. Here comes the kickoff. Looks like Sabres will have it back at the 10. It's up to the 15, to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, near midfield, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, still on his feet, 25, and now a entire gaggle of Jayhawks wow. will bring him down at about the 24-yard line. But that was a long, meandering return. Great patience shown by Zach Sabres. That's up to the Jefferson 23. Wow. This from, from the 10. Defense is apparently optional the last minute. <laughs> So great field position here. In fact, better field position than the last time the Mustangs had it when they took over after a fumble on a kick return. 
They'll take over at the 23 of Jefferson here with 5.05 to go. In the first quarter, yes, still 5.05 left, and it's 21 to 6. Aiden Dunn taking the snap, hands it off. Jalen Smith up the gut, breaks a tackle into the secondary, the 10 5 touchdown. Jalen Smith, 23 yard touchdown run. All right, how many times have you seen four consecutive plays result in six? Only if you're playing Tecmo Bowl, usually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or Arena League football, but this is, wow. I, you, you know, one thing you could say this isn't boring. This, no. is, this is pretty exciting. This is pretty entertaining to watch. And it is senior night tonight for the Mustangs. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's been a pretty fun, eventful night so far. Jalen Smith is one of those seniors. Rumbled off a 23-yard touchdown run. Jaeger blasts the uh, extra point to the moon. It's good. 28-6. to We'll take a timeout and be back after this. All Mustangs, 28-6 to over Cedar Rapids Jefferson here on Super Hits 106. For over 35 years, Biotech Resource Management has been a strong partner with agriculture in southern Wisconsin, from family farming to agribusiness. Biotech's environmentally friendly waste recycling practices benefit agricultural food producers and provide growers with effective natural fertilizers to improve both the quantity and quality of crops. Today, Biotech is still a family-owned and operated company that understands the unique needs of producers and growers, and we are proud to support southern Wisconsin farmers and our entire agricultural community. Save big money in your next project at Menards. Choose your paint colors with confidence with Dutch Boy Paints. They provide a beautiful look to your projects and are durable in indoor and outdoor applications. Right now, all Dutch Boy Paints are 11% off. Stop waiting and start saving today on everything you need. Prices are good until October 3rd. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Melvin brings back the kickoff from the 10 and takes it all the way out to the 25. Make it the 26-yard line where it's first and 10 there for Cedar Rapids Jefferson. And uh, Bradley just brought up a very interesting factoid a moment ago. We've had four scores in how much time? 59 seconds. <laughs> so four scores and seven seconds ago, we had <laughs> touchdowns. Here working out of the gun, it's Blights hands it off to his fullback, Markham, who hammers his way through. That was a nice run as he rips off six, almost seven yards on that first down carry. That was good. That's the first uh, positive run that they've had here. Pope and Bleats uh, went backwards twice, uh, once each, but good to see him get some positive yardage off the run, and hopefully they can uh, keep that going for him. 28-6, to six, Hempstead on top of Jefferson dominating. Two receivers right, one to the left, working out of the pistol formation here. It's Carson Bleats. Lone setback is Markham. He'll hand it off to Markham, and he lowers the boom and gets the first down. I tell you, I do like the way this Dylan Markham runs the football. He's a good, hard runner, 6'1", 178 pounds is what he's listed at, and tough to bring down. He picks up about three. He only needed, uh, or picks up about four, and that's about what he needed. Yeah, he's looking pretty good here. And First on his first two. First and ten for Jefferson. They're at their 37 now, approaching midfield. Two receivers right, again, one to the left. Man in motion from right to left. 
And it's handoff to Markham again, running around the right side. And hammers his way through for close to five yards. He's consistent. I will give him that. That's six, five, and five. And he's been mostly, honestly, right up the gut. So that power running. Well, you got to give their offensive line some credit, too. They're uh, Especially on the right side of that line, yeah. they're really uh, moving some bodies there for Hempstead. 28-6, to six, Dubuque Hempstead, a dominant first quarter so far, 3.16 to go in the quarter. But moving the ball, here is Jefferson, and it's an option play. Bleats pitches, pitches it outside here to Pope, who is tracked down and tackled. I think the forward progress is going to be no gain. Yeah, it looked like where he was eventually brought down was a couple yards behind the line, but uh, we'll call it a no gain on that play, third and five. Just give him credit to get back to the line. I just don't think that that play quite worked the way that they wanted it to. Obviously, you would have preferred him to get that ball a little closer to the line of scrimmage than being five yards back. Third down and five. For the Jayhawks, two receivers left, one to the right. Bleats fires near side. It's caught. That's by Melvin, and he gets into the secondary, tracked down inside the 30, tackled near the 25 of Hempstead. That ends up 8 plus uh, 25 is about 33 yards. Wow. Big gainer. And Melvin, again, was kind of running free there in the secondary. Yeah, this is not, uh, Hempstead's got to tighten up on the passing. That's not helping them. Big gainer, first and ten, Jefferson now. Just outside the green zone. Two receivers right, one to the left. Pistol formation again for Carson Bleats. Hands it off. This time, Pope gets it. He's going nowhere. Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't Pope. It was Watts. Joe Watts, and uh, no gain on the play, second and ten. Reason I thought it uh, might have been Pope is because uh, he has pink sleeves like Pope does. But. Oh yeah, and the, the numbers here—they're really blocky numbers. Tough to tell a difference from a far distance. Bleats again, pistol formation, man in motion. This time it's a, a pass. He's going to fire to the near side. It's—I uh, think we're going to have pass yeah. interference. Yep, an unintentional pass interference. That was more of Tate being tripped up, but yeah, Lonnie Melvin, the intended receiver, got bumped by Kyrie Tate, and uh, as you said, probably an accidental bump, but nonetheless. Uh, that definitely was pass interference. Yeah, because that was more of a pass bump as he fell to the ground. And they're going to unfortunately have to take it anyway. So, Jefferson, they scored on their last possession, which was a 45-yard touchdown pass to the tight end, Josiah Zabo. And now they have a first and 10 inside the Vitek green zone. This one will be just outside the 10. It's about the... Well, it looks like between the 12 and the 13. Yep, half the distance to the goal there since they can't give them all 15 without putting them inside the 10. So, first and 10 there for Jefferson. Working out of the pistol. Bleats. Two receivers left, one to the right. It's a delayed handoff. Ball carrier Markham trying to hammer his way through and gets maybe a yard, and that's about it. If that. On the tackle, number 54, yeah, Thompson, and number 42. Looks like we do have an injured player on the field for Jefferson. Official timeout, injured player. 
Yeah, can't even begin to make out who that might be. No. Face down in the turf. I think it might be Markham. I think you're right. Boy, I hope he's okay. He's such a good, tough, hard runner there for Cedar Rapids Jefferson. Yeah, he looks a little uncomfortable, if, any, if nothing else. We want to thank our sponsors, Bytech Resource Management. If you love cheese, you have to like Bytech, servicing the dairy industry for more than 35 years. A greener way, Bytech Resource Management of Monroe. And, yes, Jefferson is in the green zone, Bradley. They are. I, you know, when you think about it, it's called. It's always traditionally been called the red zone. But the field's green. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be the green zone? Right. So... No, it, it actually was not Markham. It was number 71, the center, Terrence Woods. Terrence Woods. And he, the good news is he's jogging off under his own power, so yeah. it's not a lower leg injury, which is good. I don't know if it was uh, something upper body, maybe an arm or a shoulder, but uh, he's going to have to come out at least for a play. Second out 10 years ago. So Cedar Rapids, Jefferson, and I said this, they are not throwing the white flag out there, Bradley. They continue no. battling. They're down 28-6, to but guess what? They're knocking on the door trying to get their second score of the game. I think coming back in here, if I had a look at it, I believe we're looking at Graham, Nicholas Graham, coming in at center to replace. So second and nine, man in motion, and it's going to be a handoff and a run play up the gut, and they are going to lose yardage there. Ball period of 21, Dylan Markham. That was Markham, and, yeah, he was hit in the backfield and brought down for a loss of at least one, if not two. Yeah, it looks a little closer to two. So third down and 11 coming up here for Jefferson. Ball at the 13-yard line of Hempstead. So this is it's it's obviously two down territory, especially when you're down 28 to six. But I think they're gonna let the clock run out on the first. Yep, I think you are correct. Eight seconds left in this first quarter, 28 to six. Mustangs of Dubuque Hempstead lead the Cedar Rapids Jefferson Jayhawks. We'll be back with second quarter action next here on Dubuque Super Hits 106. Are you looking for a new and exciting career? Tricom U.S. Cellular in Platteville, Lancaster, and Darlington is currently looking for new sales associates. Tricom has a fun and family-oriented work environment with a competitive hourly wage and uncapped bonus opportunities. If you enjoy working with people and learning about the latest in consumer electronics, stop into any of the three locations and fill out an application today or give them a call at 608-348-8909. Going on now, it's the Fall Madness Sale at Dolan Jewelers. This is Nick Dolan telling you there is still time to enjoy up to 70% off throughout the store. Select engagement rings, anniversary bands, or diamonds at can't beat prices. Save on gifts for Christmas or special occasions at 20, 50, or even 70% off. It's the Fall Madness Sale going on now. Visit us on JFK Road in Dubuque or at DolanJewelers.com. Beautiful night for high school football. It's starting to feel like football weather here at Delzell Field as we are down to the second-to-last regular season game of high school football in the state of Iowa. Can you believe it, Bradley? 28-6, to Dubuque Hempstead all over Cedar Rapids-Jefferson. But the Jayhawks inside the green zone. They have a third and 11 coming up down at the 13 
of Hempstead. So a uh, prime scoring opportunity. They're going to have two downs to potentially punch it in or at least get another first and goal. And, uh, you know, down 28-6, to six, like I said, I appreciate that Cedar Rapids-Jefferson isn't mailing this game in. No, I will give them that. And, you know, they've had a tough go all, all year long. So, I mean, I don't like to say it, but being down in a position like this isn't something that they're not used to. So I would like to think that they've got the mentality, hey, we don't want to give up. Absolutely. And they're playing for a playoff seating, too. Yeah, because they are in the playoffs. Two receivers right, one to the left, man in motion from left to right. And Blights takes it, rolls right, looking to throw. Now he's hitting the backfield. He fumbled, oh! it's picked up, and returning it the other way. And he could go all the way. Yes, he should. Number 37, that would be... Briar Bleen for the touchdown. You called it a fumble. I call that throwing it right into Bleen's hand. <laughs> Technically, it will go on as a fumble, but oh man, Bleen, uh, it got tossed right. Oh to boy, him. there's a flag down though. We might be pulling it back here. I'm guessing we're going to be looking at a block in the back at about the flags at the 33. Well, they recovered the fumble right around the 20. And then Blaine rumbled back downfield, 80 yards for the touchdown. Uh, I don't. They're not. Doesn't look like they're bringing them back here. Okay, it's a personal foul against Jefferson, so uh, yep. the touchdown will stand, and the score uh, will increase now. Uh, 32 to six. And I think we're going to have an extra point here. Officials kind of discussing things right now. Give Jalen Smith the credit. Give him half the credit for oh, the Oh, they're actually going to pick up the flag. Never oh. mind. They're waving it off. So no flag. I'm not no flag sure. Off. Well, I'll be honest. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But Jalen Smith got in there, gave him the pressure for on bleats, and made that fumble even happen. Well, we'll call it an 80-yard Fumble recovery return by Briar Bleen. What a <laughs> what a night for him. Briar Bleen, number 37. He's a junior, but he's celebrating on senior night too. Yeah. 34 to 6 now, Mustangs, and we have an extra point coming up in a moment. Yep, even the juniors are getting in on it. You know, and another, I will say a nice thing about you know, getting a big lead is you get some of your backups and some of your reserves in there. Oh, extra point. Is no good. Now Aiden Dunn's going to keep it, and he's going to run. And he's still on his feet. Now he's going to throw it back towards the end zone. Other way, and oh, he almost wow. completed the two-point conversion in spectacular fashion. But it does fall incomplete. There's a flag down. That would have been. We might get another try at it. You know, that would have been. That was. We've mentioned this before about Aiden Dunn. But that remind you know who that reminded me of? That was a Russell Wilson play. Yeah. Basically, everything disintegrated in front of him, and he just scrambled around, bought time, and just about <laughs> got the two-point conversion. It ends up being an incomplete pass. It was intended for Jaden Hoskins. But uh, nonetheless, a spectacular fail on a two-point conversion. It was still highly entertaining. 34-6 to six is your score. Hempstead on top of Cedar Rapids Jefferson with 11.41 to go in the second quarter. And now, Rob, we look at the dangerous territory here where seven more points without an answer from Jefferson puts them into a running clock position. Yep. 
which isn't, again, not no disrespect to Jefferson, but I'm not that surprised. Now, unfortunately, Cedar Rapids-Jefferson, they're 0-5. And, uh, you know, it's been a tough go for them this year. But if you're Hempstead, you just got to keep playing, right? Yeah, that's really all you can do. Here comes the ensuing kickoff from Ben Yeager. Looks like Pope and also Melvin back deep. Pope going to field it. Oh, fumbles it. Back down at the 5. Now he picks it up. He's up to the 10 and to the 15. And still on his feet, but now going to be tackled near the 17. About there. First and 10. 11.31 to go, just underway here in the second quarter. Again, 34-6, Dubuque-Hempstead all over Cedar Rapids-Jefferson. Now, the one refrain we hear from opposing coaches that we've been talking to in eastern Iowa, many of them feel Dubuque-Hempstead is the best team in the eastern half of the state. It's hard to argue against that. Oh, God, yeah. Of course, their lone loss was against Western Dubuque earlier this year, but yeah. that was a shootout, wasn't it? That might be the one team that can hold Hempstead. Of course, though, being in two separate classes, you won't see those teams play again this year. So as far as 4A is concerned, definitely Hempstead number one. Rolling out, Blights throws, and it's complete. That is to number two. Pass complete to number two. Josiah Zabo. And he's tackled after a nice game, pickup of seven, almost eight yards. Now, Zabo's the tight end. He had a 45-yard touchdown reception on the only touchdown scored so far by Jefferson. So, second and two coming up for the Jayhawks. Two receivers left, one to the right. Shotgun formation for Blights. And a fumble in the backfield. Oh, man. Thankfully for Jefferson, they're able to fall on it. Ball carrier uh, was number 22, Pope, who got it and fumbled it, but he was able to recover. They lose a chunk of yardage, though, and that'll set up a third down at seven coming up. Maybe six yards back. Third down, seven yards to go. Maybe five. Yeah, we'll say five. So third down and seven coming up, 10.54 to go here in the second quarter this score just doesn't seem reasonable (laughs) this is unusual two receivers left one to the right pistol formation carson bleats the throw over the middle too high incomplete intended for lonnie melvin too high way too far downfield he didn't stand a chance at that one yeah melvin was lobbying for a call there might have been some body contact but nothing blatant i don't think you can justify calling that anyway that was beyond uncatchable yeah yeah and the, again the contact was pretty minimal yeah Ten thirty-six to go and three and out brings a punting situation here for Back jefferson sabers to receive he's back at the 40 of hempstead and cross to punt it away, almost blocked. Has to shank it to the near sideline. It'll bounce at the 40 and go out of bounds at about the 43 of maybe the 44 of Jefferson. So not a great punt, but great starting field position here for Hempstead. 
at the Mustang 44-yard line. Yeah, that was a... And the Mustang uh, punt team, or punt block team, has really been getting in there. So it's just a matter of time before something like that happens. Well, they already blocked an extra point. Yeah. And nearly blocked the punt. 10.28 to play. Second quarter. Aiden Dunn still in at quarterback. Two receivers right, one to the left. Shotgun formation. Sabres gets the delayed handoff, trying to shake a tackle and inches his way forward. Tackled near the 40 at about the 41, so a gain of about three yards. I've always loved watching Sabres run. He does a phenomenal job picking up short yards, and then when you let him free, he's got lots of speed, too, so he can do both. That's not something you see in a lot of high school running backs. Two receivers left, one to the right. Shotgun formation for Dunn. Man in motion is Ostrander. It's a jet sweep around the right end. And he is met and taken down. Wow, great open field tackle by number 12, Prosper Capongo, which we have to mention that name. Prosper Capongo laid the smack down, and that's a great name. That is a pretty sweet name. There's one other name that I absolutely love on this team. By the way, at the roster no again. gain on the jet sweep attempt. Brings up third down and seven. Working out of the gun here again. It's done. Two receivers left, one to the right. Done. Rolls left. He's being pressured. Now scrambles to the right. Still looking downfield. Rolls right. Throws. Incomplete. Did have a man in the vicinity. It was Hancock, but... Couldn't quite catch up to it, and it'll set up fourth down. Unusual uh, for the Mustangs to go three and out here. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they are going to punt it away. Another name I absolutely love off of this Cedar Rapids-Jefferson lineup is uh, number eight, McKeel Bloodsaw. I saw that name. That's an October name. <laughs> well, that sounds like a horror movie name, but yeah. it's a good one. Fourth down and seven. Here comes the punt. And this one will be fair caught back at the six or seven yard line. I believe, is that Melvin? Yep, it is Melvin. First and ten there for Jefferson. First and ten at their own seven yard line. So nice punt, and Jefferson backed up deep in their own territory here with 9.03 to play in the second quarter. Also want to thank some more sponsors. Sharon's Furniture, located at 3400 Central Avenue, Dubuque. Inventory changes weekly, discounts for anything they have to order. No flags, just low price tag. Sharon's Furniture, the familiar store that always saves you more. Shop local, Sharon's Furniture, 3400 Central Avenue, Dubuque. Quarterback is Carson Bleets. He is working out of the pistol. Running back directly behind him is Markham. Two receivers right, one to the left. Looked like we had movement uh, yep. from Mustangs. Defensive end number 44. That would be Trey Shaber. Yep, he jumped across. They got There's him. a flag on the play. Got him good. Encroachment called against the Mustangs. So, free five for Jefferson. 
which when you're backed up that deep in your own territory, you'll take that. Yeah. I mean, you'll take it any time, but especially in that scenario. Free five yards is never anything to complain about. So moves the ball out to the 12, where it's first and five for Jefferson. Two receivers right, one the left. Man in motion is Pope. Handoff to Markham. No, it's an option play out to Pope. Running around the right corner, lowers the shoulder and dives forward, tackled near the 20. Got a nice seven yards there. Yep, and it's enough for a first down. Moves the sticks. And once again, gets them a little bit further from the shadow of their end zone. First and 10 for Jefferson. 34-6 all Hempstead. Jefferson, again, not throwing in the towel. They continue to battle here and good on him for it. Oh, yeah. And Two receivers left, one to the right. Pistol formation again for Bleats. Markham right behind him. Man in motion. And it's a run play. Oh. And they are going nowhere. That's a loss of war. I think Jalen Smith just absolutely blew that play up. Yep. Markham hitting the backfield, loses three, almost four yards. Yeah, combined, we're looking at a total of seven yards on this uh, first 16 minutes of play for Jefferson on the run. Make it second down. Wow. Second down and 14 coming up for the Jayhawks. All their own 16. Two receivers left, one to the right. Blights. We'll keep it. Looks to throw. He's just going to throw it away. Incomplete. He was being pressured in the backfield. Great pressure by Ontario Thompson, who uh, was bearing down on him, and he just looked to get rid of it there. Incomplete pass. There's a flag on the play. Flag, though. Looks like a false start's going to be ruled against Jefferson. Wow. Back him up. Well, the yards they did get, they lost. Yeah. Actually, the Mustangs are going to decline, so they'll uh, take third down instead. I wondered if they might decline it just to give up the down there. Third and 15 is pretty uh, tough to get back. I'd say third and 14, actually. I was thinking the same thing. They got the stick. They got them down at the 16. The line to get to is the 30. Yeah, yeah, that's 14 yards. (laughs) <laughs> Not trying to be Mr. No. Scoreboard is just a little off. Two receivers right, one to the left. Oh, oh flag no, for I the snap. No, I think they're going to respot it. Flag on the play. Uh, yep. Delay a game. Oh, wow. Clock ran out. Delay a game penalty. Eww. Wow. Well, that, now it's that's not good. And drop them halfway back uh, to the goal, it, five yeah. yards back. They'll uh, spot that down, down at the 11. The 11 yard line of the so it'll be third down and 19 now Oof. for Jefferson. Play clock is at 10 seconds already. They better hurry up. Already ran out the play clock once. It's at five. Two receivers left, one to the right. Back to pass. Bleats throws deep oh. downfield. It's incomplete. Way too high. Intended for Melvin. That was just a, oh boy, here comes two D-backs. Let's get rid of this before it's too late. And I think he's actually going to be down here still. Yeah. Carson Bleats was hit after the throw, and he is 
on the turf. I hate to see that. Yeah, that you do. We got some Shoebox scoreboard updates, though. Uh, yeah, fire away. Things are rolling. It looks like it is uh, Cascade up 28-8 to with uh, about six and a half minutes to go in the first half on Northeast, West Delaware. And they're still scoreless over across town at the Rock Bowl. Okay. Between Waller and Clint and uh, Central DeWitt. And last score update we had from... West Delaware, Western Dubuque is tied up at seven each with about six, maybe about five minutes to go in the first half. Well, that's a big game there. That one's going to be huge. West Delaware is a excellent team, as is Western Dubuque, so that should be a barn burner of a game. Well, good news, Carson Bleets is walking back on his own power, just looks to be sore. Unfortunately for Jefferson, looks like it's going to be a punting situation as it's fourth down and 19. From your own 11, you're going to be right about at the goal line. And the way this Hempstead's been rocking Well, I know what you're thinking. Block. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're Jefferson, you do have to worry about that. This Hempstead team has been rushing it good. And we saw the last punt. He had to shank it because otherwise it was going to be blocked. Sabres will line up right around midfield. Cross to punt from just inside is Enzo. Punting number 25, Jacob Cross. 7.25 to go till halftime. 34 to 6. Here comes the snap. A lot of pressure, but he gets off a nice punt. This will be fair caught right at the 50, maybe the 49. But excellent punt. Oh, they will give him the benefit of the doubt. By Cross. Wow. That was a heck of a punt. Really well done, especially considering the pressure coming. He had at least three Hempstead players right on him as he kicked that one away. So, fair caught at the 50, first and 10 for the Mustangs, right from midfield. 34-6, Dubuque Hempstead all over Cedar Rapids Jefferson. And Aiden Dunn still in at QB. Sabres to his left, working out of the shotgun. Four receivers, two to either side. Man in motion, Ostrander. And done to pass. It's a screen back to the near side to Sabres. He catches it. Lots of real estate. He's a 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. 50-yard touchdown screen pass to Zach Sabres. And I don't see any dirty laundry on the play, so we're going to give him that. No doubter. Well, that was just, that is, again textbook how you do a screen pass oh god yeah Aiden Dunn rolling back going back about as far as he can without giving up a sack the perfect short little pass to Sabres all the blocks were lined up everything on that worked to perfection and gave him an easy 50 yards down the field you know when you see a screen pass executed I would say almost perfectly it's really a thing of beauty to watch. We did end up with a penalty on Jefferson after the fact. Okay. I didn't see what the indication was. Put both his arms out. I can't remember what that would be. Hmm. Well, nonetheless, Hempstead looking to kick the extra point here. They're already up 40-6. to six. And the uh, extra point on the way, Ben Yeager. Usually automatic. 
Snap down, kick is up, and it is automatic. The extra point, money in the bank. You'll always score more with Simply Better Banking, Midwest One Bank, member FDIC. 41-6 to now, Dubuque-Hempstead all over Cedar Rapids-Jefferson. And we'll keep it here. Yeah, technical difficulties. We do want to thank some of our fine sponsors tonight. Bob Hunhausen, your Platteville Edward Jones representative. He salutes our area athletes on their hard work. Protect your team investments with Bob Hunhausen. Edward Jones Investments off Business 151 Inside Drive in Platteville. Also, the sports page in Belmont. They welcome everybody in for some ice-cold beverages. Order off their menu, weekly specials, Friday night fish. Saturday prime rib, Sunday large two-topping pizzas. The sports page serving Wednesday through Friday, 11 to 1.30, 4.30 to 9. Saturday, Sundays open 11 to close. And looks like we have a uh, different kicker kicking off here for the Mustangs. Luke Montacchio. And this one will be returned by one of the up men to the 30-yard line. And who was that? Number 11, that is Lonnie Melvin. So first and 10 there for Jefferson at their own 30. With 6.59 to play here in the first half and the score 41-6. to So I don't believe the running clock will start until the second half. First and 10 for the Jayhawks. By the Iowa rule, but as it stands, we will be looking at a running clock to start half number two. Well... Not surprised at the dominant performance here by Hempstead tonight. Two receivers right, one to left. Blight's hitting the backfield as he throws. We're going to have a flag. This is going to be a roughing the passer penalty as the uh, play actually nets about eight, almost nine yards on the little pass to Dakai Pope. But they'll take 15 easy. Yeah, Carson Blight's, he was hit. By two men in the backfield after he got rid of the football, and dare I say the Mustangs might have been a little overly aggressive on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that coming. Well, after Blights was laid out on the previous possession, had a feeling if they uh, went after him and and hit him after the throw, there might be a flag coming, and there certainly was. So, we'll move it 15 yards downfield across midfield now to the 44 of Hempstead. Where it's first and 10 for the Jayhawks. 41-6, Hempstead on top, 6.44 to go till halftime. Pistol formation here for Carson Blights. Two receivers left, one to the right. Man in motion. And he'll hand it off. No, it's an option play. Pitches it outside. Running around the left end, it is number eight. That is Mikhail Bloodsaw. One of your favorite names, Bradley. Yeah. Bloodsaw. Though, unfortunately, he's going to lose about two yards on the carry. Yeah, I was going to say, I hate to see him go backwards, though. <laughs> That is a great name. It's pretty awesome. I'm kind of jealous of some of these names. Prosper Capongo, though. I don't know. That one, <laughs> I like that name. That is pretty sweet. 
two receivers left, one to the right. Again, pistol here for uh, Blights looking to throw deep downfield. A little bit too strong. You know what? His receiver, though, had beaten coverage. It was Lonnie Melvin, but just a little bit too strong. Incomplete. Four consecutive incompletes. He started out three for three, but now fallen to a three for seven on the game. And now they're going to enact the running clock, apparently. Well, it doesn't look like it. Or they just said to run the clock because... Oh, now it's starting up again. Well, maybe you're right. Yeah, I think they're just saying we're going to run it. Third down and 12 for Jefferson. Two receivers right, one left. I think they Man relied it. on... Oh, sorry. Josiah Zabo from left to right. Now he'll catch it, Zabo will. Turn up field across the 40 and be tackled out of bounds. About two yards shy of the first down, down near the 36 of Hempstead. Yeah, nice job there by Zabo picking up the 10. Unfortunately, it's still two yards shy of the first, but Jefferson, I feel like, is in a position they have to have to go for it. This. Yeah, and Zabo, the tight end, I will admit, as far as pass catchers go, Looks to me like maybe the best or most sure-handed pass catcher that the Jayhawks have. No doubt about that. He's very, very good at it. Two receivers left, one to the right. Blights to take the snap, and then we have a flag. I think we hit the 40. Oh, they called timeout. Timeout, <laughs> Jayhawks. Yeah, I think what almost happened was another delay of game, and their coach saw it and said, nope, <laughs> we're not going to do that again. Nope. So he calls timeout out of the field. We'll keep it here. We do want to thank our sponsors again. They include Claire Bank, eight convenient locations in southwest Wisconsin, proudly supporting area high school sports. Claire Bank, where they say we can do that, member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Myers Heating and Cooling, servicing southwest Wisconsin since 1999. Myers Heating and Cooling, where they say, don't worry, we got this. Bytech Resource Management, if you love cheese, you have to love Bytech. Servicing the dairy industry for more than 35 years. A greener way, Bytech Resource Management of Monroe, also a sponsor of our Green Zone a.k.a. Red Zone. So fourth and two coming up for Jefferson. Down 41-6 to six at the very talented Hempstead Mustang team. Looks like we might have a Wildcat situation here. Taking the direct snap is Pope. He'll hand it off. This time it goes to Zabo around the right end. He's got the first down. Nice five, six-yard pickup. So the direct snap went to Pope, and then he handed it off to Zabo, who took off. So it was a designed wildcat run. And uh, nice play design, first and ten for Jefferson. Very, very well done. That'll move it down to the 30. So they gain about seven on that one. 4.43 left. Here in this second quarter, 41 to 6. Hempstead on top. Looks like the coaches chatting with the officials on the field. Yeah, there's, I mean, now we got athletic director Brian Cool coming out. I think there's a little discrepancy as to whether or not the clock should be running right now. Yeah. Almost wonder if they may have to add more time or. No, they're actually going to let the clock run. All right. 
little confusion about that. I think we're going to have another. Yep, it's another Wildcat play. This one goes right to Pope, and boy, he has nowhere to go. He is slammed in the backfield. Initially met by number 55. That is Trent Myers. And I believe Ontario, no, I'm sorry, Molt Culbertson also in on that. So a couple couple uh, Mustangs right there to stuff it, and a loss of about three, second and 13 coming up. Well, Carson Bleets is back in at quarterback. So a short-lived Wildcat package. Second and 13, Bleets to pass. Cox and fires deep down the right sideline. It's out of play, incomplete. Receiver running free down the sideline was number 12, Prosper Capongo. I only wish they had completed it so I could say Prosper Capongo with the completion. Great name. Third down and 13 here for Jefferson. And the clock continues to run. So, yes, we do have the running clock, apparently. I think there was some confusion over that. but Yeah, I think so. Just over three minutes left till halftime. Senior night here at Delzell Field. And bleats the pass, throws to Capango, makes the catch, and dives forward. I think he's got the first down. Great second effort by Prosker Capango. Kapow. Capongo with the first down. Yes, I was saving that one. <laughs> I couldn't tell. You had that one uh, worked up since this morning, didn't you? <laughs> Don't share all my secrets, Bradley. 2.33 oh, to go till halftime. 41-6 to all Hempstead. But Jefferson, hey, they're still clawing. They're still scrapping. They're in the green zone now. Down at the 19. Split receivers. Man in motion is Zabo. And timeout taken on the field. Timeout, Jayhawks. By Jefferson. Miscommunication there. Yeah, almost wondered if they weren't going to run out of clock again, too. Not the reason you want to be using timeouts. (laughs) No. That's for sure. No, but you also don't want to give up silly penalties, so. Only problem now is they only have one timeout left. So, Rob, you talked uh, pregame, and we heard Jeff Horner saying that the you know the media is respecting them. The media clearly must be respecting them because this is two weeks in a row that we've got a TV crew um, out of Cedar Rapids down here to cover these games too. Absolutely. So all eyes over here in Dubuque. And as I said to you, Bradley, it's really good football across the board. Oh, yes. I mean, Hempstead is the cream of the crop, but Senior is right behind him. And uh, Wallard is really good, too. I mean, you, we uh, heard about the Senior-Hempstead game where it came right down to the wire, and Hempstead pulled it out. First and ten at the 19 here for Jefferson. Pitch outside. This one goes to Pope, tries to turn the corner, gets down to the 15, so a decent gain of close to four yards. It'll set down second down at six here for Jefferson. Under two minutes to go till halftime now. Second down, six yards to go. 
That's one thing I've noticed. Jefferson does take a lot of time in the huddle. Yeah. Before they get ready for the play. Two receivers left. One to the right. Pistol formation. Markham right behind, and he takes the handoff, and he is into the second level and dives for the first down. Good hard run by Dylan Markham. You know, he's shown some bursts here tonight. Yeah, that, that is a first and goal now for Jefferson as they have a first down at the seven-yard line of Hempstead. First and goal to go from the seven-yard line. Just over a minute to play till halftime. 41-6 Hempstead, but Jefferson knocking on the door here. Pistol formation. Carson Bleats takes a snap. Little screen pass near side. And nowhere to go that time for Pope as he has taken down in the backfield a loss of about three. Dylan Markham. Tackle made number 44. Once again, pistol formation. 30 seconds left till halftime. So Jefferson has to kind of hurry up here. But again, they're wasting a lot of time before the snap. Bleats takes the snap. Flag is thrown. He throws incomplete for Markham. That one was kind of thrown into the dirt. Really didn't have much of a chance. There's a flag on the far side. I almost think there might be a false start penalty coming up on Jefferson. And Jefferson's going to have to burn a timeout to, if they want to stop the clock in this scenario, too. Yep, they'll move it back five. That'll take it out to the 15. So second down and goal from the 15 for Jefferson. And they're going to start the clock. I'll start the play clock. Maybe the penalty stops the clock on the... Yeah, I guess the game clock is not going to start. So 16 seconds left for Cedar Rapids Jefferson. Four receivers, two to either side. Pistol formation for Carson Bleets. Takes the snap. Looks right. Throws right into the end zone. Almost intercepted. That one through the hands of the defensive back. It's like Freiberger. Yeah, it is. Okay, but with six points, Jefferson Jefferson takes a timeout. That's why the clock didn't keep rolling. Yep, Tyler Freiberger just about had the pick. That one jostled away from him as he hit the turf. So incomplete pass with third and 15, or third and goal from the 15 coming up for Jefferson. 6.3 seconds left. So basically with six seconds... You technically have time for two plays, but almost one, really. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they won't be able to stop the clock no matter what happens on this play is actually, I'm going to say they have time for one. Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, good point. Well, hey, and they brought their kicker out, so I think we're going to try a field goal here. Well, they're going to try and get back into that 35-point range, which will stop Jacob Cross. On the kick, so he'll be kicking from the 22. That makes it a 32-yard attempt. Of course, a lot of pressure has been brought by Hempstead. Here comes a snap kick down, and that's good. Cross drills a 32-yard field goal. 
And with .9 seconds left in the first half, it is 41-9. So Jefferson gets a few more points before halftime. And as you said, lessen that lead to begin the second half to uh, get it under the 35 points. One of the rare instances where you see that actually happen. Yeah. Well, like I said, Jefferson has not thrown in the towel. They no. have not given up. They they came to play all the way through, and you got to tip your hat to them. I know it's been a rough year. They're 0-5, and uh, their coach, Chris Busing, really nice guy. Had a chance to chat with him. And, um, you know, he just talked about he has a very young team, and they're building for the future. Oh, yeah. And that's what happens with the high school sports. You know, you, you're going to have those years where everybody's going to be young. Sometimes you get lucky and you just have this string of years, though, where you've got, you know, half of your team is seniors. Zach Sievers. But not much you can do either which way. Number one, I should have one more play here, and then we will be at halftime. Oh, by the way, we have a special halftime interview coming up. Who do we have? Dude, we got Melissa Newhouse from Northeast Iowa Council of... Boy, uh, Boy Scouts America All right. is going to be joining us to talk about popcorn. Cross with the kickoff. So it'll be fielded by Tate. Back at the 17. He's up to the 20. 25. 30. 35. And escorted out of bounds at about the 38. And that will do it for the first half. 41 to 9, your score at halftime. Dubuque Hempstead, the Mustangs, all over Cedar Rapids Jefferson on Senior Night. We'll be back with your halftime report presented by the Peterson Agency and, of course, our special halftime interview. That's coming up as well here on Dubuque Super Hits 106. Visit theshoebox.com to see their latest in-store shopping hours or order online for free shipping all month long. Pickup also available the Shoebox in Black Earth and theshoebox.com. Turpin Dodge salutes Katie Wetfow, an internal medicine nurse practitioner at Medical Associates Clinic. Turpin will honor Katie with a donation to Mercy One Health Foundation's Cancer Center. Visit TurpinDodge.com to nominate an area nurse. Thank you, Katie, from Turpin Dodge in Dubuque. Oakwood Fruit Farm presents Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. The apples are plentiful, so come on out for Honeycrisp, Macintosh, Cortland, and all cooking and eating varieties you love. Enjoy great-tasting fresh cider, caramel apples, squash, pick your own grapes, get some pumpkins, or apple cider donuts. Everyone at Oakwood Fruit Farm says thank you to all customers, and they hope to see you for Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 5, south of Ithaca. Just follow the signs to Oakwood. Oakwood Fruit Farms, that's the one for family fun. Yes, we are open. Hi, this is Doug Dolter from Dubuque Mattress. After making and distributing 30,000 masks, it's time for us to get back to bed. I mean, making beds. We are available by phone, internet, or by appointment. We are open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, 10 to 5 on Saturday, and 11 to 4 on Sunday. Thank you for your support. Dubuque Mattress, for the rest of your life. Dubuque Mattress Factory, you get a little snooze time. Everyone has a bucket list. I just changed mine. When the time comes, I just want to be at home in my own PJs, not in a gown that lets in the breeze. 
I want my family there and people who care how I live, not just how long. Care on my terms. A Grace gave my dad that kind of care. And now I know when I need it, a Grace will help. A Grace Hospice and Palliative Care. Just call. A Grace will help. Seniors shop early at Tammy's Piggly Wiggly in Galena. Every day from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., Tammy's is open only to seniors, those with suppressed immune systems, and expectant mothers. This allows you to shop safely in a peaceful atmosphere. Plus, they're back to their normal business hours. Tammy's Piggly Wiggly also offers pickup and delivery services. Call or email your items list to Tammy's Piggly Wiggly at gmail.com. Tammy's Piggly Wiggly, just off Highway 20 in Galena. Be their friend on Facebook. Looking for a checking account with no fees? People's State Bank has just the account for you. People's e-checking account offers customers an interest-bearing checking account with no monthly service charge. You will receive free basic design, people's preferred checks, free debit card, and also have access to our free People's Online Banking and Mobile app. We also offer refunds of up to six ATM fees per month. Get your account set up today. Minimum opening deposit of $100. Customer must enroll in online banking and opt in for e-statements. People's State Bank, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Wisconsin Bank & Trust allows you to maximize your cash flow and find the right solution for your unique needs with their home equity lines of credit, personal loans, vehicle loans, and credit cards. Visit wisconsinbankandtrust.com backslash loans to get started today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Credit cards are issued in service by New Mexico Bank & Trust, DDA, HDLF card services. Normal underwriting guidelines apply. Pumpkin fresh frozen custard desserts at Culver's. Real pumpkin puree and pumpkin pie spice. Just like that, pumpkins back at Culver's, but not for long. Welcome to Delicious. Culver's in Platteville, Dubuque, Galena, and Prairie du Chien. Your Biotech Resource Management of Monroe coverage of high school sports on our Queen Bee Family radio stations and streams all season long, presented by Myers Heating and Cooling of Lancaster. See the schedule at am1590wpbl.com. Sports is presented by Ben Reed CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor in Platteville. Are you selling your farm? Give Ben a call. Member SIPC, located by Nutrition World on Highways 80 and 81 in Platteville. Welcome back to the Peterson Easy Halftime Report on Dubuque Super Hits 106. We are joined now by Melissa Newhouse, the developing and marketing executive with Boy Scouts of America, the Northeast Iowa Council here in Dubuque. And Melissa, we're excited because it's popcorn time. It absolutely is. We love popcorn around here. And so, Melissa, this year things are a little bit different. I'm sure you guys have some recommendations that go out to the scouts as to, you know, being safe while selling during uh, this COVID pandemic. And I'm sure there's options out there for people to get their order in without having to necessarily be in direct contact face to face with their scout of their choosing to buy their popcorn this year. How do people order this year in the variety of ways? Absolutely. So we do have some scouts going door to door. Um, with that, we have provided them with some door hangers. So um, if you see like a door hanger that has popcorn options, you should be able to call that scout back and place your order over the phone. Um, so that's a great way to support a scout. Um, another way that we have is uh, online ordering. Um, so we have a, a new variety of products on the online ordering. And um, so if you go out there, um, you can order direct from the scout, and it goes straight to your house. They, won't, they don't have to deliver it, and it's free shipping, which is great. That is pretty awesome. Uh, now I know how to buy my popcorn. Um, of course, though, too, 
the big thing here is that you're raising funds for the Boy Scouts of America, and all that money that you guys earn uh, goes back to the Scouts. What does the council do with those funds that are earned to benefit the Scouts of the Northeast Iowa Council? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Scouts earn usually a little bit of a little portion of what they sell. Uh, the units, so the packs and the troops, also get some of that money, and they use that to fund their adventures. So if they're going on a, a camp out or they're going to go do something really fun, this is how they fund that. Um, as a council level, we use that money to support all of our scouts and their adventures. So um, a lot of our operating expenses are covered with this. And then, of course, we're looking at new options that people can try this year. Um, you guys always have the military option where people can send stuff to the military. And then there's always new stuff for you to try on the pops, uh, popcorn menu. What options do we have this year? Yep. So our new one at the $12 range is a white ruby. So it's cranberries with the popcorn, and it's all covered in white fudge. And then we also have a sea salt light microwave popcorn so it's you like microwave popcorn but you want it a little bit lighter than the the heavy butter that's it's a great option and then you mentioned the operating cost um we got a little bit of extra time here to spend so melissa we're looking uh i've been following you guys on facebook and there's a lot of exciting stuff going on over in colesburg at camp cs klaus this uh these last couple of years and it looks like there's still a lot more to come. What can people expect to change out there? Um, so the last few years, we've added some, um, some new restrooms that are, are not just the holes in the, the, the ground, um, some modern restrooms. Um, we're going to add a few more of those out um, at our dining hall. Um, and then we're, we're just always fixing stuff up. As you can imagine, being out in nature, things uh constantly need some help and, last, and then lastly melissa uh, if somebody wants to get involved with the boy scouts of america in the northeast iowa council first off what area do we serve in that council and then where do people go to sign up yeah so we serve um so we're the northeast area council so we do dubuque area um Clayton County, Delaware County, and Alamakee County, um, and also in East Dubuque, we, we cover that. Um, we have uh, scouts that range in kindergarten all the way up to age 18, and the great thing about scouts is if you're looking to join scouting, you never have had to be a Cub Scout to join the Scouts VSA. You can join at any level, and um, there's always fun activities to do. And, of course, too, uh, Melissa, as we wrap up, you're allowing young uh, ladies to be in the Scouts as well in the last couple of years, too. Yeah, we did add uh, girls to um, join uh, the Scouting Adventures. Um, we have quite a few ladies who have joined us. Um, and I, I'm realizing I didn't tell people how to join Scouts. If they go out to beascout.org, um, they can put in their zip code and they'll find the, the nearest unit near them. But we're really excited to have all of our Scouts join us. Well, we appreciate your time, Melissa. Melissa Newhouse, the development and marketing executive with the Northeast Iowa Council for the Boy Scouts of America. Appreciate your time. And of course, uh, one last time, uh, what's that website that people can go to order their popcorn this year? Uh, it's PR Popcorn. 
It's prpopcornstore.com. prpopcornstore.com. That's where you can go to order and you can put in your favorite scout and help them out as well. And again, Melissa, really appreciate your time and looking forward to having some delicious popcorn delivered right to my door. All right. We'll be back Thank with you. more. You're welcome. We will be back with more on the Peterson ADC halftime report in just a little bit on Super Hits 106. Hi, this is Christine Raleigh of Raleigh Cheese, wishing all area athletes successful seasons. Cheese is a great source of protein for school lunches or a snack before the big game. Stop in and try some of our award-winning artisan cheeses like Dunbarton Blue, Red Rock, and Little Mountain. We have fresh cheese curds weekly and a wide variety of snacks and beverages, plus made-to-order cheese trays. Shop locally and taste the difference of handmade Wisconsin cheese at Raleigh Cheese House on the corner of Highways 11 and 23 Shellsburg. Oakwood Fruit Farm presents Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. The apples are plentiful, so come on out for Honeycrisp, Macintosh, Cortland, and all cooking and eating varieties you love. Enjoy great-tasting fresh cider, caramel apples, squash, pick your own grapes, get some pumpkins, or apple cider donuts. Everyone at Oakwood Fruit Farm says thank you to all customers, and they hope to see you for Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. They're open seven days a week from nine until five south of Ithaca. Just follow the signs to Oakwood. Oakwood Food Farms, that's the one for family fun. And we're back. It is the Peterson Agency Halftime Report. Welcome to Dalzell Field Senior Night 2020 for Dubuque Hempstead and it's all Mustangs. Dubuque Hempstead on top 41 to 9 at halftime over the Cedar Rapids Jefferson Jayhawks. Again, our halftime show presented by the Peterson Agency in Argyle, specializes in home, farm, auto, and umbrella policies. Coming up, we'll have a look at halftime stats for you. Also, some scores on the shoebox scoreboard. That's coming up in just a bit. want to thank Mound City Bank, their total line of credit. It allows you to use the equity in your home to do the things you want. Stop into Mound City Bank to apply. Offer subject to approval. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Learn more at moundcitybank.com. Game also brought to you by Sharon's Furniture. Do you want to score big? Visit Sharon's Furniture, located at 3400 Central Avenue in Dubuque. Inventory changes weekly. Discounts for anything they have to order. No flags, just low price tags. Sharon's Furniture, the familiar store that always saves you more. Shop local at Sharon's Furniture, 3400 Central Avenue in Dubuque. Game also brought to you in part by Myers Heating and Cooling, servicing southwest Wisconsin since 1999. Myers Heating and Cooling, where they say, don't worry, we got this. Again, 41-9 to is your halftime score, and Dubuque-Hempstead cruising to what will be, I think we can safely say, their fifth victory of the season. So after this game, Dubuque-Hempstead will be 5-1, and one, and they have one week in the regular season left here in Iowa. So Hempstead will be traveling to Waterloo West next weekend, next Friday. And, uh, I mean, not trying to look ahead too much, but... I think they've got a great chance to win that and finish the year at 6-1 and one and uh, potentially be the top team uh, in their district heading into the playoffs. So Bradley and I were actually discussing playoff scenarios, and uh, how it looks, Bradley, is that most of the top-tier teams are going to get a bye in the opening round of the playoffs. So there's a real good chance that... Dubuque Hempstead, if they win out, and I think there's a great chance of that happening, that they will be uh, not playing in the opening round because they'll have a bye. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's, with so many of them, from what we've seen so far, it really does look like they're going to be looking at a very heavy, um, very few teams that are actually going to have to play a first round in 4A, which is kind of strange. I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense where first round eight teams have to play and the other 30 just sail into the next round. Absolutely. kind of weird. It is. It I, is. You know, <laughs> and you look at Dubuque Sr., and the way their season's been going, you know, they, they open the season with a loss against Cedar Falls. Then they won over Prairie, 17-14. Lost a tight one to Hempstead, 21-17. Then beat Washington, 31 to nothing. And then beat Waterloo West 45 to 7 before losing yesterday to Iowa City West 35-23. So they play their final game of the season. Senior does next Friday night at this very same Jefferson team, which again, not to look too far ahead, but at three and three for Dubuque Senior, there's a real good chance they're going to be four and three heading into the playoffs. Probably not enough though for a first round bye for them. Well, you know, I don't know. The, the thing is here, though, is with them being a 4A team, too, they might fall into that. Uh, so you think a 4-3 and three record could possibly I think so. I think, you? quite honestly, to play a first-round game, you're going to have to have it at most. I think the most you're going to see any of those teams have is going to be about two. Yeah. And then you've got, you've got of course, Wallard. And uh, Waller tonight, they are playing uh, across town here in Dubuque as well against uh, Central DeWitt. So that is, that's a big game because they wrap up basically their final two um, games are at home at the Rock Bowl. And you look at Wallard's schedule, they started the year with a tough loss at West Delaware, who is a heck of a team, 35 to nothing. But then they won the next week. We did that game against Waterloo East, 51 to 18. Then they beat Clinton, 49 to nothing. Then they beat Marion, 17 to nothing. So Wallert is at 3 and 1 right now. And again, they're playing Central DeWitt tonight. If they get that win, they'll move to 4 and 1. And then they have one game left. It's against Davenport Assumption, which will be next Friday night. We are going to cover that game here on Super Hits. Potentially. Wallard could go into the playoffs with a 5-1 and one record, Bradley. Yeah, that's really a team that we didn't, I think, personally, in a, a, this half of the state really didn't think that Wallard was going to be much of a team. But they really have proven that they're a lot better than I think anybody gave them credit for. Yeah, so uh, you look at that. Again, the best-case scenario for all of the teams in Dubuque, you've got the Mustangs that could finish the year 6-1, and one, the Rams that could finish the year 4-3, and three, best best record, which I think is real possible, and then Wallert, again, they could finish the year at uh, at five and one or at six and one rather so it's uh <laughs> we talked about it earlier bradley but good football here in the city of dubuque this year yeah everybody around here really has had an incredible season you get anywhere in the state and or in this air, this corner of the state and you're looking at a bunch of good teams well, look at that we're almost ready for second half kickoff 
I was going to ask you to look at stats, but I'm not sure we're going to have time for that. So they have placed the ball on the tee already, and Dubuque Hempstead is kicking off. So it'll be Jaeger to kick off to Jefferson to begin the third quarter. And uh, we're just going to have to skip stats. We'll look at him on the postgame show, huh? You bet. Back deep, number 11, That'll wrap it up for the Peterson Agency halftime report. Jaeger blasts it deep. This one inside the five, fielded at the four by Pope, and he runs right up the middle to the 30, 35-40. Big hole, 45-50, and escorted out of bounds near the 45 of Hempstead. Wow, what a great return of nearly 60 yards. Kick return by number 22, Pope. Heck of a job. So, first and 10 for Jefferson at the 45 of Hempstead. 11.50 to go here in the third quarter. And Jefferson has the ball to begin the second half. First and 10 for the Working out of the pistol here, it's Carson Bleats. Two receivers left, one to the right man in motion is Pope. Handoff to Markham running left. Follows his blockers, dives ahead for a yard, maybe two. Ball carrier number 21, Dylan Markham. Hit first for number 13, James. Second down and eight coming up. 11.36 to play, 41 to 9. Hempstead on top of Jefferson. And now three receivers left. Don't make it two. And one to the right. Lonnie Melvin lined up on the wrong side initially. And shotgun snap taken by Bleats. Rolling right, throws right. Melvin there. What a catch. He came back and got the ball. What a grab by Lonnie Melvin. 24-yard pickup there. Yeah, and he's tackled at the 26 of Hempstead. One of the best plays of the game for Cedar Rapids Jefferson. At the Hempstead 26-yard line. That was uh, great body control by Melvin. Laid out for that one, made a great catch. Well, again, Jefferson, they're playing to the end here. First and ten for the Jayhawks. Man in motion, and it's an option play. They pitch it out to that man. It's Pope trying to turn the corner left side, does, and dives ahead for four or five yards. Good pursuit that. by Mold Culbertson. Can we get an instant replay of that play-by-play to that man? It's Pope. <laughs> that was a fun one. <laughs> yes, it was. Four yards on the play. Second and six coming up for Jefferson. But, hey, that man had a nice pickup. 10-13 to play. Third quarter. Clock continues to run here. 41-9. to nine. Hempstead all over Jefferson. Quick pass. Bleats throws over the middle. It's incomplete. The route was jumped by Sabres. Sabres almost looked like he got a little bit shaken up. Maybe took a shot to the ribs. The intended pass was to Zabo, the tight end. I think he was trying to lobby for a flag. He didn't get it. Well, if anything, he was there a little early, so... I don't think I'd be lobbying for a flag <laughs> unless you want to pass interference flag on yourself, but no flag by the officials, so no harm. Two receivers right, one to the left, pistol formation for Bleats. Option play, running left, going to keep it himself, and not much, maybe a yard. 
Yeah, I don't even think he got that. Ball carry number one, Carson Blake. Say no game. Tackle by number 42, Lucas Tadakis. Yeah. Takadakis, I'm sorry. And number 69, Caden Lovett. Well, it's fourth down. Are they going to, I think they're going to try another field goal here, Bradley. I guess they're practicing for postseason. So this one will line up at the 29-yard line. This will make it a 39-yard field goal attempt. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think this is them accepting defeat pretty early here. So cross on to kick the extra point. Oh, looks like there was movement. Oh. Yep, Antonio Thompson, or Ontario Thompson, rather, jumped across too early. Give him props, though. That was an incredible bust through. But, I mean, the fact that he jumped early and the lineman wasn't expecting it kind of helps him out. Well, should be just a... Shy? Yeah, it'll be fourth and a yard now. Brings up a fourth and one. Instead of fourth and six. So uh, the offense is back out on the field for Jefferson. So they're going to go for it. That I can stand by. Let's see. They are lined up in the Wildcat now. Looks like Pope's going to take the direct snap. Now he hands it off to Markham, who maybe has a first. It really depends on the spot here. He initially was very close to a first down, and then he was knocked back. So this is all about the spot. Yeah, I think Zabel might have got right on it. They're going to give him it. Yeah, they're not even going to measure. So this one is enough. They needed a yard, got about a yard, maybe just a little bit more than that. So first and ten for Jefferson, and they keep the drive alive. Clock continues to run, too. Under nine minutes to go here, third quarter. Two receivers right, one to the left. Bleats takes a snap, gives it to Markham. He's not going anywhere. Man, slammed back in the backfield. Yeah, maybe back, maybe back to the line of scrimmage if he's lucky. Yeah, and if we would have gotten to get to the halftime stats, you would know that uh, 20 yards on 18 carries in that first half. The run game really hasn't been there for Jefferson, and the scoreboard just goes to show it. Yeah, well, the only touchdown was that 45-yarder to Zabo. Um, that's about it. Pistol formation here. It looks like Bloodsaw is the deep back now behind Bleats. Play action. Throw to the left to Zabo. Makes the catch. Dives forward. Tackled near the first down marker. Just shy, though. And again, whenever they throw Zabo's way, it seems like it's always a productive play. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost surprised they don't go back to him more often. Third down and two I'm coming right up. There with you, I think Zabo's a real safe option to go with. His hands are as sure as sure can be. Absolutely, big strong tight end, and looks like a uh, yep. We got another wildcat play. Oh boy, the ball bounces off of Pope, and it did end up in a Hempstead defender's arms. It bounced off of the chest of Pope. And then up into, I believe, Trey Shaber's hands. And uh, that's where it'll be first and ten for... No, I think it was Hancock. Or was it Hancock? I think Hancock came up with it. Yeah. Well, somebody on that right end for Hempstead. Nope, they're going to rule that incomplete, apparently. 
There's a flag on oh, the really? A flag, apparently, will return it to... Well, there's an injured uh, Jefferson Jayhawk on the field as well. I'm not so sure that Hempstead's going to have this There's after a time that. Out for an injured player. Well. It is Hempstead ball, first and ten. Okay, the PA says Hempstead ball. Yeah, I would think it's Hempstead ball. I mean, <laughs> it was a it was a direct snap that was fumbled. The ball bounced right off the chest of Dakai Pope, and then it went into the hands of, as you said, I think it was Hancock, and uh, back up on his feet. It is number two. That is Zabo. So good news there. Boy, you don't want to lose him. We've been bragging him up all night for Jefferson. Good player. And he is kind of limping to the side, so that's not a good sign. You sure hope he can come in. Good ball player. 7-18 to play. We're in the third quarter. 41-9. Hempstead all over Jefferson. We have any uh, scoring updates on the shoebox scoreboard, Bradley? Uh, it looks like we're sitting at halftime over in uh, Manchester. Wrong Twitter feed to get that score, though. Hold on. And it looks like to me we're still from what I can. Oh, whoa! West Delaware blew that open out of nowhere. Thirty-four to seven at half. What? Yeah. Over Western Dubuque. Yeah. Wow. So this West Delaware team might be a pretty legit. That is. Wow, that is incredible. Anyway, Hempstead ball. They will hand it on a Jeff sweep. Here, the ball goes to number fourteen. We don't have a (laughs) fourteen. Who could that have been? You know, I'm gonna have to do. Dontrell Harris. Dontrell Harris. Dontrell Harris. We don't have that name anywhere. Yeah, I'm going to try and. So I have, I think. Unless he's a sophomore. Let's see here. He picked up a nice yard, a nice game there, him, though. From their own How many did he get off of? Yeah, I don't have Harris. About my... 20 yards? <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. It takes the ball all the way out to the 44. First and 10 there. <laughs> So Harris was a ball carrier. Sabre's going to get it this time. He'll try and go up the gut and not get much, maybe just a yard. Ball carrier number nine. Don't you love Sabres. it when they play that game? <laughs> there, nobody in the media knows who this guy is. Here he goes. <laughs> 6.51 to play here in the third quarter. It's 41 to 9. Hempstead. It's halftime across town, 7 7 between Wallard and DeWitt Central. Thank you. Second down and nine here for the Mustangs. Four receivers, two to either side, empty backfield for Aiden Dunn. Man in motion is Sabres. Dunn going to keep it himself, runs right, dives forward, tackled near the 50, about the 49. Ball carrier number two, Aiden Dunn, tackled by number 21, Dylan Markham. Picks up about five, third and five coming up. Third down, five yards to go. Actually, four on that carry. I would love to just watch Aiden Dunn on repeat. I mean, this kid is talented, and I hope. Well, we talked about the comparison between him and Russell Wilson because he really does scramble like Russell Wilson. He does a very, very good job. Just very elusive. Third down and five here for the Mustangs at their own 49. Dunn, Cox fires to the right. It's caught. 
Nice catch out there by number 11. That is Jaden Siegert. And he is eventually escorted out of bounds after a nice gain near the 35-yard line of Jefferson. Pushed out of bounds by number 21, Dylan Markham. About a 16-yard pickup there for the first down. And a lot of that was run after the catch, too, by Siegert. First and 10 here for the Mustangs again at the 35 of Jefferson. 5.39 to play here in the third quarter. Well, the seniors still getting a chance to play on senior night. I thought maybe by now, at this point in the third quarter, they'd be out of the game, but nope. Here comes a little shovel pass to Sabres, who runs up the middle. Gets across the 30, down to the 28. And that'll set up a second down and short. About second and three coming up. Easton run Rudy. My guess is they're going to run this senior or this uh, starters out, hopefully get another six on the board or even three here so they can get that running clock reenacted. Taking the snap and throwing to Hancock out in the flat. He makes the catch at the 30, uh, evades a tackle at the 20, inside the 15 before he's finally taken down at the 14. Man, some nice, elusive running after the catch by Ty Hancock. Very well done. I love the... Uh, the way he just shed that first attempt to tackle him. And, first I mean, he, he was wrapped up and just says, no, I'm going to brush you off. <laughs> so first and ten for the Mustangs. They're down inside the 15 at the 14 of Jefferson. Dunn working out of the gun. Sabres lone setback to his left. And it's a handoff to Sabres. He will waltz into the end zone. Man, he wasn't even touched. Ran from the left side. 14-yard TD run by Sabres. And guess what? Lead extends 47-9. to Back over 35 points again for the Mustangs. So should have a running clock maybe the rest of the way. We'll see. Yeah. Ben Yeager on to kick the extra point here for the Mustangs. Of course, Aiden Dunn holds, and he did that spectacular fail on the two-point attempt earlier. This one's no good, though. They push it wide left. That's unusual from Yeager. No good. He doesn't miss many. Plenty of leg, but just pulled it left. So 47-9 to is your score. Hempstead on top of Jefferson here with 434 to play in the third quarter. But good news, should have a running clock here once we resume play. This one will now go down, I believe, as the most points Hempstead has put up in a game this season. So far. I'll double check that real quick, but. Yeah, no, I believe you are right. Of course, they play at Waterloo West next week, so. Yeah, another chance to score. It was the most they put up uh, a touchdown ago. Cedar Rapids Kennedy in week uh, last week was the most they had before that at 38. Here comes the ensuing kickoff and booting it away once again. Luke Montacchio. So it'll be fielded by number 11. Melvin takes it from the 10 up to the 20 near the 24 before he's tackled there. Yeah, that ended up as a nice about 20-yard return. Tyler Freiberger. Respectable. 
then Freiberger cuts him short, but I'm glad that we're seeing a, a much better defense on the kick returns than we did earlier in this game. Well, we've got a running clock again, so good to see that. 47-9, to Hempstead dominating Jefferson, which is, you know, what we expected. Yeah. Nice night, though, huh? Oh, really Not much is. of a breeze here. Just that crisp fall air. Working out of the pistol. Carson bleats again to pass. He's pressuring the backfield, and he's going to be sacked. I don't know who to give the credit to on that one. but Well, the initial pressure was from 57, Ike Harden. And then came in. Yeah, Harden got him by the jersey, wouldn't let him go, and then the cavalry came in from behind to take him down. I think Cooper K might have been in on that. And maybe I think I saw uh, Robbie Ludisher in on that, too. A whole stable of Mustangs. Hey, I like the play on words there. <laughs> Back inside the 15. That will set it up for a second down and 19 now. And we have a whistle before the snap here. Carson Bleets took the pistol snap and was going to run with it, but offside on the defense. I'm surprised they didn't let him just play that one out. Before blowing a whistle, but... Clock, clock continues to run. We're under three minutes now to go here in the third quarter. So this quarter should move by very quickly now with the running clock. 47-9, to nine, Hempstead. Two receivers right, two to the left. Pistol formation again for Bleats, man in motion. Back to pass, throws over the middle, too high, incomplete. That one intended for number 12, Prosper Capango. Sounds like a, a, a something you would read in an old comic book. Capanga! <laughs> right after Batman knocks somebody out. It does sound like that, yeah. I love it. Love unique names. Oh, it's pretty sweet. They got a whole slew of them on this Cedar Rapids. We have a Dakai. That is not a name you hear very often. Nope. Third and 14 for Jefferson for receiver set. Back to pass. Bleats out of the backfield. Fires to Markham. Shakes a tackle at the 20. And then is wrapped up at the 21. Maybe the 22. But... Still going to be well shy of, well, Dylan Markham. Of not just a first down, but not even back to the original line of scrimmage. Fourth down, 13. So, a punting situation here. Back deep, number nine. For Jefferson. This, I'm going to assume we're going to be seeing the. Uh, Reserves, reserves, what you want to call them, come out. I'm almost surprised Sabres is back there returning. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. Cross is a good kicker punter. Here he goes, almost blocked. Wow, great pressure. This one shanked out of bounds. Wow, what a catch on the sideline making the grab. It was Robbie Ludisher. He one-handed. He had his water bottle in one hand and made a one-handed catch with his other. Now, it's out of bounds. It doesn't count. But that was impressive. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> oh, 
That's, you know, talk about having a fun night, huh, on senior <laughs> night? Robbie awesome. Ludisher is a senior, and uh, he just made a play even though he was out of bounds. He'll take <laughs> it. How often you can do that? It's too bad they can't run the replay on the scoreboard on that one. I that know, was a fun, right? fun, fair catch. But great field position here now for the reserves. And, yes, they are in there, and Kyrie Tate going to get the handoff. Running to the right, he fumbled the ball, but then he jumps oh. back on top of it after he gains close to five yards. He'll live to tell the tale. Yeah. Yeah, luckily he got back on top of that after fumbling it. Picks up about four. The third quarter now in the books, and it's 47-9 to all Mustangs over Cedar Rapids. Jefferson will be back with the fourth quarter next year on Super Hits 106. Hi, this is Doug Dolter from Dubuque Mattress. To a small business, community means everything. And small businesses are a vital part of any community. When you are buying that next gizmo or gadget, coat or coffee, medicine or mattress, remember to buy local. Small businesses employ your neighbors, friends and relatives. So instead of buying from a company that's hundreds or even thousands of miles away, support your local small business. Dubuque Mattress, for the rest of your life. Save big money on your next project at Menards. Protect your biggest investment with Castlebrook Architectural Shingles. They feature a super wide format that installs faster and easier and covers your roof with fewer shingles. Save 11% on all Atlas Shingles. Stop waiting and start saving today on everything you need at Menards. Prices are good until October 3rd. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Kyrie Tate gets a handoff as we get back to play. Picks his way through on the left side for a nice gain, close to 10 on that one. First and 10 for the Mustangs. Across the 25 down to the 23-yard line of Jefferson. It's always fun to see the reserves come in. They've always got so much fire. They're looking for a TD. You know, they want to put up some points, prove that they deserve a starting spot next year. That's a good run that's going to earn him a spot next year. Noah Pettinger running at quarterback. Winds up, fires to the near side. Too high. Intended for number 18. That is Dave Weiss. So Pettinger in there at quarterback now. Noah is six foot four. He's a junior. Oh, excuse me. A little bit too strong in that initial throw. Second and ten now for the Mustangs. Two receivers right, one to the left. Pettinger in the gun, hands it off to Tate, running to the right. Tate trying to turn the corner, does, still on his feet, and tackled inside the 15. We do have a flag down, though, behind the play. That was a nice run of close to eight yards. Well, an immediate signal. They're not even give us time to figure out what's going on. Looks like it was a hold on Hempstead. Josiah Zabo, the uh, tight end for Jefferson, who also, well, he plays tight end on offense, on defense. He plays linebacker. He was, uh, again, kind of slow to get up after making the tackle on that stop. He's gutting it out, though. Still, still hanging in there. This penalty is on Hempstead. Must be holding, so they'll move that back 10 yards. Second down. And 21. 21 at the 34 yard line. It's back at the 34 now, Jefferson. 
Pettinger working out of the gun here. This looks like a blitz. And a handoff. He'll give it to number 30. That would be Luke Montacchio. Montacchio, a couple yards. We'll say maybe three. Still, though, third down and long. Do you think we can lobby for, like, a, a small coffee shop in Dubuque to name a drink after him? <laughs> I love it. Third down and 18 coming up. Yeah, the Montacchio, please. Two receivers right, one to the left. Again, Pettinger working out of the gun here. Back to pass. Fires to the near side, and it's, I think, intercepted. I think they're going to rule that incomplete. Nope, they're going to oh. say it's an interception. Number 11, Lonnie Melvin picked it off. He uh, cut to the inside of the receiver, dove down, and, I, you know, we didn't get a clear look if he kept the ball from hitting the turf because he had his back to us. But here we go. Let's look at the replay. Did he? Keep it from hitting oh, the turf. Oh, yeah, I think he did. That looked pretty clean to me. All right, so an interception. And uh, the ball going the other way for Jefferson with 9.25 left in the ball game. Of course, we do have a running clock. It is 47-9. to Hempstead on top. So, taking over at their own 27-yard line, 28-yard line, rather. First and 10 here for Jefferson. Pass to number 11, that is Lanny Melvin, Lonnie Melvin rather. And he's still on his feet running around the right side. Gets up to the 35 and then pushed back. But his forward progress is going to leave him about a yard shy of the first down. So a nine-yard pass play on a little swing pass out to the right flat. Second down and a yard to go here for Jefferson. 830. looked good on that throw. Yeah, he did. Man in motion from right to left. Blights takes the handoff. It's an option play. He's going to pitch it outside. And running with the football, it's number 12. Ball carry number 12. That would be Kapongo with the carry. He's got a first down across midfield. Tackled near the 46 of Hempstead. That carry was good for another first down. First to ten Jayhawks at the Mustang 46-yard line. Eight minutes to play. First and ten for Jefferson again down at the 46. Two receivers to either side. Pistol formation for Blights. Blights dump off screen out to Pope. Round the right end. Spins. And maybe gets to the 40. That'll be about three and a half, almost four yards shy of the first. So a gain of six on that. Hit first by number 10, Tayshawn Vance. Here's a really disappointing stat if you're Blights. He's uh, three yards shy of 150. And yet the only thing he's got to show for it is a 45-yard touchdown pass on his first attempt. (laughs) It was all downhill from there, unfortunately. Four receivers set. Man in motion. Jet sweep. This is going to be a handoff to number 12. That is Capango. Turns the corner. 25-20. 15-10. Cuts back. Five. Touchdown. Capango. <laughs> Prosper. Capango. He scores. And uh, Jefferson 
Yeah, gets another touchdown on the board here. 6.54 to play. 40-yard TD run. That was, that was some nifty running there by Capongo. Now the question is, will they go for two? And either way, they got the, the running clock stopped at this point. Yeah. 47-15 now. They're going to kick the extra point crosses on. There's the hold and the kick, and it's good. So 47 to 16 is the score. We'll take a quick timeout. Hempstead on top of Jefferson, 6.54 to play. Back after this on Super Hits 106. Going on now, it's the fall madness sale at Dolan Jewelers. This is Nick Dolan telling you there is still time to enjoy up to 70% off throughout the store. Select engagement rings, anniversary bands, or diamonds at can't beat prices. Save on gifts for Christmas or special occasions at 20, 50, or even 70% off. It's the Fall Madness Sale going on now. Visit us on JFK Road in Dubuque or at DolanJewelers.com. Well, Cedar Rapids Jefferson not going down without swinging. But they're down by a lot. 47 to 16 is your score. Dubuque Hempstead not in any danger of losing this game, but uh, but Jefferson is, uh, yeah, they're playing to the end. Which again, I know we've given them credit for it already, but I I salute them. You know, it's hard. I tell you, when you're 0 and 5 and you're getting beat every week, yeah, and you know coming in here, let's face it, Dubuque Hempstead. They knew they were running into a buzzsaw. Yeah. And uh, they're keeping their heads up and still battling. That That's uh, commendable. really is. Putting the ball on the tee here is Cross. That looks like Sabres and Tate back for Hempstead. It's a short kick. It'll be taken by one of the up men at the 26. And that is number 19. That is Luke Otafi, who takes it around the right end. Out of bounds, pretty nice return across the 45-yard line where it will be first and 10 for the Mustangs. Nice job there by Odafei. Ran all the way across the field to gain that uh, good, what, about 20-yard return on that? Yeah, heck of a job. Of course, now we'll get to see uh, Pettinger... See what he can reel in. He hasn't quite looked comfortable back there yet, in my mind. We'll see if he's got a little different here. And he'll hand it off on first down. This one goes to Tyler Freiberger, running left. Maybe gets two. Second down and eight. They better stop giving it to different people. That's the ninth person, and I don't have any more spots on a stat sheet for (laughs) a (laughs) tenth. You're not used to that, are you? 620 620 going that deep is not very common. 620 to go in the ballgame, 47-16. Hempstead reserves in the game now for the Mustangs. Two receivers right, one to the left. Noah Pettinger, backup quarterback in there. He's a junior. Running the play clock down, working out of the shotgun formation here. And takes a snap, delayed handoff. Not much. much. I think he 
Yes, they're going to say he got back to line of scrimmage, maybe. Freiberger again. And I think he will... Well, that's a favorable spot. I thought so, too, but the way <laughs> that they is held. A, that is a very, I would have said he lost yards, but hey, whatever. I thought we'll maybe say the no original game. line of scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. I'm surprised. That's that's a really good forward lean there. Oh, well. 5.28 to go. I am not complaining. It's <laughs> nothing to complain about at this point. No. Two receivers left, one to the right, shotgun again for Pettinger. Looking left. He cocks and fires left, deep downfield, and it's broken up. Nice, nice, nice job, job breaking it up, timing it out. That was Spencer Miner. Very good. Spencer Miner, number four for uh, like the Jayhawks, knocks it away. of this D out here for the Jayhawks, this go-round is not in the starting 11. Should be a three and out here, so a punt coming up. And back deep, it is number 11, Lonnie Melvin for Cedar Rapids-Jefferson. Across town about five minutes ago, Onstetter with a 58-yard TV run. Put up Wallert 14-7 on DeWitt with 6-1 wow. third. what a game. Knew that was going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. High snap. Pettinger able to, well, it's partially blocked. And it's going to be dropped on at the 49 so a blocked punt by Jefferson. Well, you know, again, it's little things like that. I know it's a blowout game, but the kids at Jefferson, when they ride back on the long bus ride home, they're going to feel good about some of the things they did here oh, yeah. tonight, Bradley. And you all, I mean, you, you got to do everything you can to find the positives out of a game like this. And that right there really is a really nice positive. Yeah. You blocked a punt. Absolutely. So they take over thrown 49-yard line, first and 10 for Jefferson. Plus you kicked a nice 20-yard, uh, about 30-yard field goal. Yep. And here comes a jet sweep and gets Capango again, running around the left end. Now he's going to reverse it back around the right side. He's got some blockers. He's got a wall. He's at the 35, 40, 40, 35, 30, 25, and tackled there, but unfortunately... I think it's coming back. Yeah, it looked like uh, uh, flags behind the play. That's a block in the back. That was a wild play, that though. That was quite wild. Because <laughs> Capango ran around the left end and then, or Capango rather, around the left end, then cut back and ran all the way the other way around the right side, and he had a convoy of blockers. That's why I'm almost surprised there was a block in the back because he had a wall of guys in front of him. Who was left? <laughs> so, but unfortunately, somebody did a no-no. And uh, Capango, no-go. Which is often the case on a nice play like that. So <laughs> nine times out of ten, something like that happens. And then you come back and you go, oh, yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Run the jet sweep to Capango again. Yeah, let's see it again. I'm all right with that. Looks like we have a backup QB in for the uh, Jayhawks as well. Yep. And he'll pitch it outside. This one goes to Bloodsaw. Love that name, too. Turns the corner. Gets about six, maybe seven on that one. On the tackle number six, Caden Noel at number 19. Luke, Block or the uh, clock continues to run. 4:06 to play. 
didn't quite get out of the back. Second down, 16 yards to go. Second down, 16 here for Jefferson. Man in motion, and it's going to be a run play. No, it's an option play, and now they pitch it outside. Ball carrier eventually tackled, tracked down. Ball a yard shy of the original line. Number 28, Brady Heideman. And, yeah, it'll be a third and 11 coming up. So gains about five on that option run play. And, again, the good news, the clock continues to run. So just about out of this game. 3.15 remaining. Coming up after the game, Culver's cool-down postgame. We'll have a full look at stats since we didn't really get to look at those at halftime. We'll have scores for you as well and more. Oh, drop. Well, that was a nice throw that time by Zach Henderson, the backup QB, and uh, that's a tough one. Brady Heideman was wide open but dropped it. Not saying he would have got the first down because he was hit immediately, but... Could have at least had a completion out of it. True. So incomplete. Fourth and eleven coming up. Clock stops three oh two to go, and Zach Sabers is back deep still. I again I'm a little bit surprised that Zach Sabers is returning punts here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, unless they just feel like they have nobody else. I mean they could easily put Tate back there, I feel. Whoa. Oh. Punt sails over the head of the punter. Four. And then he fumbles it. Uh, Jeff, and now it's picked up, and guess who's going to scoop it and score? It is number oh, 19, wow. Luke Onify. What? <laughs> what just happened there? <laughs> it was a fumbled punt attempt. Number 32, Nathan Harms, the punter, fumbled the snap. And Onify rumbles in a punt fumble return for a touchdown. Well, again, a fun night here for Hempstead. Even uh, Odify getting in on it. He is a junior, but he'll take the touchdown on senior night. 53-16. Lots of fun memories being made by these Mustangs. Look at that. Odify gets the turnover chain. He sure And he stands on the bench. (laughs) Gives the crowd a good salute. You know, some people call this garbage time. You can't say that to Luke Odify, can you? No. There's the extra point. It's good. He doesn't care either way. (laughs) So 54-16 with 2.51 to play. It's not garbage time for the reserves that are in there that don't get to play a lot. And they're getting out there and getting a chance to show off what they can do. And, you know, it's this is fun. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> that is not what I think we expected on that punt, but, oh, man. <laughs> you, and you feel bad for the, uh, the punter, Nathan Harms, because that snap was way over his head. Yeah. Nothing he could do about no. that. Except maybe hold yeah, on to it and just like go to the ground instead of trying to work out a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one complaint I have on that is he should have just fallen on that and said, all right, it's your ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we out. <laughs> Not even going to try. Thank you for your cooperation. 54-16, a dominant win by the Hempstead Mustangs here tonight, senior night. And we have a... Kickoff coming up in just a moment. 
On the kick, it will be Mr. Montacchio. I think the PA announcer is getting a FaceTime call. Oh, and nice job by Capongo to come up and field that. Kick covered by number 12, Prosper Capongo. Pick it up at the 33, first and 10 there for Jefferson here with 2.38 to go, and the clock is running again, so not much longer, and this one will be in the books. first and 10 from their own 33-yard line. Yeah, we should be looking at... Really, I don't expect much of anything heroics coming out of the Jayhawks. Maybe they'll try some funky plays, just <laughs> try them out before they get to the postseason, but... Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Zach Henderson working out of the pistol. Man in motion, Bloodsaw. Hands it off. Oh. No, fumbled snap, but uh, jumping back on it was the quarterback, Henderson. Fumble on the play, recovered by number 17 for the Jayhawks. He's going to lose yeah, about three yards on the play or so, second and 13. I think they're giving him a generous spot and actually saying he just lost two. Well... Not sure how, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Jayhawks will take it. Yeah. Minute 37 to go. couple more plays. That's about it. Just a few more. I mean, I almost wonder if they... Well, they're still going to try and run something, apparently. Two receivers to either side. Bloodsaw in motion left to right. Back to pass. It's a little dump off to Bloodsaw, but that was way too, too far out in front of him by Henderson. <laughs> Not much of a shot. Nope. Nothing Bloodsaw can do there. <laughs> I just can't get over that name, Bloodsaw. <laughs> sounds like oh, a horror man. film. A minute to go. Now, let me just say this. His ancestors, whenever, whoever along the line picked the last name, grade <laughs> A. <laughs> 49 seconds left. 54-16. Hempstead on top, third down and 12. Bloodsaw in motion. He'll go. He fumbled it. And we got and Hempstead falls on it. On it. And uh, Adam Hermiston. I believe the clock has to stop due to change of possession, although, you know what? They're just letting it run, which, you know what? I am, I am okay with that. Adam Hermiston. Doesn't even look like they're going to need to snap it or anything. Nope. That'll be the end. They'll wave goodbye as we do in the COVID era and yep. call it good. So your final senior night, 54-16, to 16, the Dubuque-Hempstead Mustangs improve to 5-1 and one on the season. And uh, Cedar Rapids-Jefferson falls to 0-6. And, and we'll be back with the Culver's Cooldown postgame show coming up next here on Dubuque Super Hits 106. Southern Wisconsin is a great place to live, work, and raise a family. And Biotech Resource Management is proud to be a partner in keeping our community strong and vibrant. As a family-owned and operated business since 1983, Biotech is a proud supporter of our local employees and our local communities. Biotech provides good-paying jobs with great benefits to 35 employees and their families. Our partnership with family farms and local agribusinesses, our commitment to buying local, and our support for youth activities and local agricultural events are just a few ways that Biotech gives back to local communities. 
the Peterson Agency in Argyle, and Hastings Mutual Insurance. A proud past and an exciting future. You'll find their service to be personal and responsive. Hastings Mutual Insurance and the Peterson Agency offer complete lines of personal, business, and farm owners insurance products. The professionals at the Peterson Agency also provide coverage for recreational vehicles, farm liability, and workers' compensation. This is Brian Peterson. Don't assume that you're adequately covered. See me at the Peterson Agency in Argyle or call us at 543-3354. Oakwood Fruit Farm presents Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. The apples are plentiful, so come on out for Honeycrisp, Macintosh, Cortland, and all cooking and eating varieties you love. Enjoy great-tasting fresh cider, caramel apples, squash, pick your own grapes, get some pumpkins, or apple cider donuts. Everyone at Oakwood Fruit Farm says thank you to all customers, and they hope to see you for Customer Appreciation Days this weekend. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 5, south of Ithaca. Just follow the signs to Oakwood. Oakwood Fruit Farms, that's the one for family fun. Sports is presented by Van Reeves CFP, your Edward Jones financial advisor in Platteville. Receiving an inheritance? Give Ben a call. Member SIPC. Located by Nutrition World on Highways 80 and 81 in Platteville. Turpin Dodge salutes Katie Wetfell, an internal medicine nurse practitioner at Medical Associates Clinic. Turpin will honor Katie with a donation to Mercy One Health Foundation's Cancer Center. Visit TurpinDodge.com to nominate an area nurse. Thank you, Katie. From Turpin Dodge in Dubuque. What did you learn in school today? I learned that the 2020 census counts everyone in the U.S. Where there are more people, there are more needs for things like roads, schools, and hospitals. I learned that billions in funding goes to communities like ours because of the census. Hundreds of billions. I learned that the Census Bureau collects data about communities in all states and territories of the U.S. The Statistics in Schools program teaches preschool to high school students about the importance of a complete count in the 2020 census. A complete count informs federal funding for our communities for the next decade. When newborn babies and children are not counted, support for programs such as health insurance, hospitals, child care, food assistance, schools, and early childhood development is impacted. Statistics in Schools offers free educational materials powered by census data. Shape your future. Start here. Get 2020 census resources at census.gov slash schools. Paid for by the U.S. Census Bureau. My grandma always says that everyone counts, and everyone who lives with us is special. Like my aunt, who took me on my first bus ride to the library. Or my older cousin, who walked me to my first day of school. Even my mom's friend, who lives with us and brought her newborn baby home from the hospital. In our house, there's a lot of people to care for each other, and each one of them is special. My grandma, my cousin, and the baby who I have so much fun playing with. I love them all, and I'm so happy we all live together. Every child needs to be counted on the 2020 census because the census makes every moment count by informing funding for schools, roads, health care, and more. So be sure all children in your home are counted on the 2020 census. It's your chance to help them for the next 10 years. You can respond online, by phone, or by mail. Shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Census Bureau. You have questions about the 2020 census, and we have answers. Let's go to caller number one. Well, what is it? Good question. 
It's a simple questionnaire that counts everyone living at your address on April 1st. Next caller. So why should I take it? Because it guides how billions in funding gets used each year for things like clinics, fire stations, public transit, and so much more. Caller 3, go ahead. What's it have to do with representation? Well, your state's population determines the number of seats it has in the U.S. House of Representatives for the next 10 years. Next. How do you take it? Just look for an invitation in the mail starting March 2020. Then complete it online, by phone, or by mail. Let's go to our final caller. Is my information safe? Yes. It can't be shared with anyone. It's the law. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to shape your future. Start here. Learn more at 2020census.gov. This is Norm. Uh, hi? He lives with anxiety. But with the help of the new Normal Maker, he can be normal. Just like everyone else. With just a swipe of your finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. How you do? Or Normal. Uh, how's this? The Normal Maker. New from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different. In fact, one in five of us live with a mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Talk to someone you trust. Learn more at bringchangetomind.org. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Craig Culver of Culver's. Times have changed since Mom first created Culver's Double Butter Burger Deluxe. But one thing sure hasn't. Craig, what would you like to share for show and tell? This is a butter burger. Fresh beef, never frozen, seared to perfection, topped with real Wisconsin cheese on a lightly buttered bun. Butter burger, butter burger, Hungry? Stop in for one today. It's time for the Culver's Cool Down Post Game Show, brought to you by Culver's in Dubuque, Galena, Platteville, and Prairie du Chien. Welcome back to the Culver's Cool Down Post Game Show. Our final score tonight, an impressive 54-16 win for the Dubuque Hempstead Mustangs on senior night. And uh, boy, did they put an exclamation point on their final regular season home game. Of course, they're going to be on the road next week at Waterloo West. We expect a victory. I'd be stunned if they didn't win that. No offense to Waterloo West, but uh, that would put them at 6-1 and one entering the postseason, which would give them a great chance at potentially a first-round bye in the opening round of the uh, Iowa playoffs. So we'll talk more about that coming up here on the Culver's Cooldown postgame show in a moment. It's presented by Culver's in Dubuque, Galena, Platteville, and Prairie du Chien. But before we get to that, we'll also look at stats. And we first want to, though, look at the drive of the game. It's brought to you by Les Mack Automotive, Les Mack Chevy, Buick, downtown, Les Mack Ford, Les Mack Chrysler. It's on Highway 61 North in Lancaster. No gimmicks, just great prices and lease offers. Lease offers, lease offers. There you go. Where you always get more from less. Promise officer. Um, drive of the game for me. So this is interesting. I, a lot of them to choose from. Oh my God. Yeah. There's several one play drives, but that almost seems too easy. You know, the one. I guess technically, you know, when you look at the scoreboard, the third score is the drive because that one uh, would have held up for the win if yeah. it was only 
you know, That's true. if they had only scored 21 points. That third score, it was a one-play touchdown drive. What was the one play? A 26-yard touchdown to Molt Culbertson. And if you remember, he came back to the ball and made a great play on it in the end zone, made a great catch, and uh, yeah. it was a very memorable touchdown. So I guess if we're going by that, I would say that is the drive of the game just because of how important that touchdown was in the grand scheme of things. Now, if you're asking me what I really think the drive of the game is, I'm going to go with a different one, the drive before the second touchdown. Now you're going to go, Rob, why would you pick the second touchdown? Because uh, that wouldn't have held up. They were only up 14 nothing. Well, I'll tell you why. Because it was the only drive they really had to sustain all game, Bradley. They went yeah. 13 plays on their second possession of the game, did the Mustangs. A meticulous drive, 5 yards, 9 yards, 2 yards, 5 yards, 10 yards, 6 yards, 2 yards, 5 yards. And then they capped it off with an 11-yard Aiden Dunn touchdown. It was his second touchdown of the night. And he scored the first two touchdowns of the game, did their senior quarterback, Aiden Dunn. And to me, that's the drive of the game, not because it would have held up on the scoreboard, because clearly it wouldn't have, because the Jayhawks did score 16 points. It's because it took them 13 plays. They really had to work for that drive, and it was a real drive. (laughs) The rest of the drives were pretty short. One play, two play, three plays. There was a seven-play touchdown drive as well, but... I don't know. That's what I think for drive of the game. What do you think? I I think you hit the nail on the head there. That was probably the best drive we've seen out of them tonight. And they had to work for it, but they ended up in the end zone with uh, six points. And anytime you do that and you burn up the clock like that, it definitely does you a good job. Now, as far as Tricor turning point, what was the, I guess, play or turning oh, point boy. that really flipped the script and... Um, that one, I think, is a little harder. But, you know, I'm going to go with, I think, this, okay, and I'm telling you why I'm going with this. It was actually their fifth touchdown. And you're going, <laughs> well, why is that the turning point? That's really the exclamation point. Well, yeah. yes, I agree. It really is the exclamation point. But here's why I want to pick it, okay? So maybe I'm changing the rules a little bit. It was that beautiful screen pass. Oh, it was yes. a 50-yard touchdown on a screen pass to Zach Sabres. You remember it. Yeah. It was only a one-play drive. They started at midfield at the 50, and then they leaked Sabres out, dumped off a little screen, and had a wall of blockers, and it was just picture perfect. And when you're this good of a football team like Dubuque Hempstead is, when you execute that kind of play where it just it's like – men against boys oh you know and that's what it looked like right there it was like oh we're just way better than you and that no offense to cedar rapids jefferson but it's just the facts oh it's just the facts absolutely and i that to me i want to call that the turning point because that was again maybe you could say it's the exclamation point but that just said yep this is over with we're we're just way better and look at that screenplay it was a thing of beauty it really was. I think that I might go a little bit different not from you on that. I'm going to actually go return to uh, the first quarter. Okay. We are about six minutes in, and if you remember, the play that set up the Ma- the Maximal Colbertson touchdown. Uh, touchdown was a fumble by the Jayhawks right before that. They were still in that game at that point, just down 14 nothing. Yeah. All of a sudden, you drop that ball, though, and give them that great a field position. 
you, yep. you it, was on the, it was on the ensuing kick return <laughs> yep. after the second touchdown. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. That probably is a more accurate turning point of the game. I just like that screen oh, pass. Oh, that screen pass was a beauty. Oh, <laughs> incredible. So I get, you know what? We'll call that the exclamation point. <laughs> but the turning point is the fumble recovery on the uh, kickoff, the ensuing kickoff after the second touchdown scored by Dubuque Hempstead. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. We got to go with that as a turning point because that really was the turning point and, uh, and set up the, uh, the game to go Hempstead's way really the rest of the way. All right, our uh, turning point is brought to you by Tricor Insurance. Insurance plans built for you, your family, and your business. Contact Tricor Insurance today. Well, let's take a look at the postgame stats. I would imagine uh, pretty one-sided tonight, Bradley. Well, you would think, but the stats are kind of misleading tonight, other than the number of touchdowns scored. Uh, we'll start with Jefferson. They ended up with 223 yards total. They break down as 76 yards on 30 rushes with a 40-yard long that went for a touchdown from Capongo in the second half. And 10 of 16 in the air for Blights, 0 of 2 for Henderson, so 10 of 18 total for um, the Jayhawks. They ended up with 147 yards through the air and a 45-yard touchdown pass in the first quarter as they're long. I mean, that number... And then we go to, and they had 25 uh, penalty yards. And we go to Hempstead, and Hempstead wins this game with 54 points on a little under 100 yards more. They ended up with just 319 yards, 187 wow. on the ground, 132 through the air, if my numbers are correct. And you got 187 yeah. uh, on 22 carries on the ground, four TDs, longest one. I believe I've got down as a 34-yarder from um, Sabres in the first half. And then Aiden Dunn was 7 of 10. Pettinger was 0 for 2 in an interception. So 7 of 12 in the air for them, 132 yards, 2 TDs, and a 50-yard touchdown pass to Sabres. And Molt catching the other TD pass from Dunn in that first half. Statistically speaking, and then we throw in two fumble returns, uh, one by Briar Bleen and one by um, Luke Odafe yeah. in the second half. Statistically speaking, offensive stats-wise, these two teams actually look a lot closer <laughs> on paper than they probably should. <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's really, really – you know, people say there's a saying about the numbers never lie – I tend to disagree with that saying because the numbers do lie. (laughs) Sometimes the numbers do not tell you what really happened. So that, uh, this is a case of I think the numbers kind of, they fib a little bit anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, let's take a look at the shoebox scoreboard presented by the shoebox and Black Earth, largest independent shoe store in the Midwest. Uh, what other scores do we have? Uh, we've got Western Dubuque ends a 49 straight points run from West Delaware and West Delaware still of course up 49 to 14 in that one. Boy that is a shocker to me I thought that would be a much closer game I'd be curious to see what went wrong there. Yeah I mean West Delaware is a great team but I think we all thought Western Dubuque was also a great team Western Dubuque has the state leader for passing yards Yeah. apparently they figured him out bomb over shut down. Pretty surprised at that one 
And then over across town, Wallert is pulling away from Central 28-7, to about 10 minutes to go on that one. That was a tweet about 10 minutes ago. And let's see, I thought we had some other folks giving us some scores. We have an Anamosa score line. Anamosa defeats Iowa Falls Alden 27-21. to And I believe we can get a Monticello score a little far out here, but... Looks like Monticello is trailing 54 to 20 to 34 with four minutes and 30 seconds to go in the fourth quarter over there. I think that's about all of them that I can find. And then we had, of course, last night's loss by Dubuque Senior. Senior. Yep. So uh, that will be interesting. You look at these teams now. Let's take a look at. We got one week to go. Can you believe that? First of all, uh, one week. By of regular season high school football in Iowa. That's it. Next week is it. So this, uh, we mentioned Hempstead. They, they're big winners tonight, 54-16. They'll head to Waterloo West. And, and again, this is no disrespect to Waterloo West, but I think everybody expects Hempstead's yeah. going to win that game. No doubt right? about that. <laughs> uh, so they should finish the year 6-1. and one. Yeah. Probably going to get a first round by. I mean, again, I'd be stunned if right. they don't. Um, the other team that also is now clearly in play for a first round by Bradley is Wallert. Yeah. Dubuque Wallert now with a win. It looks like they're definitely going to win over um, Central DeWitt. They're now going to move to five and one uh, with a chance, or excuse me, four and one with a chance next week against Davenport Assumption. We'll be at that game at the Rock Bowl next Friday night. A uh, chance to finish the year five and one. They were shortened by one game because of uh, stupid COVID, as I like to call yes. it. Um, when uh, what was it? Uh, North Scott, I think, was uh, the yeah. opponent that they were supposed to play, and that game got canceled. So, so Wallert, might... Wallert now has a chance to finish the year if they win next week at five and one. Hempstead has a chance to finish the year six and one. And then Dubuque Senior, if they win next week, which they play this Jefferson team, and no offense, I I think they're going to win, then they would move to four and three. Right. So of the three Dubuque teams, it looks like I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say maybe Senior is the only team playing in the first round of the playoffs. I think both Wallert and Hempstead are going to have buys in that yeah. opening round. What say you? I I think you are right on. And Wallert, I'm going to pull up here quick. The uh, 3A District 3, is it that they're in? Yeah, I believe you're right. Uh, nope. 3A District 4, maybe. I'm going to pull them up. They are, though, with their 4-1 uh, and one record after tonight, they're, they might not actually... Uh, they're going to have to go up. Assumption's going to be determining, I think, who... Claims the because assumption is undefeated aren't in they? the con- in the district. Yeah, well, well so that'll a, be a huge game. I was going to say you talk about a big game. We got a big one for you. Yeah, so that'll be uh, perhaps for the district. Unfortunately, assumptions different. Their assumptions defense looks very stout. They're averaging four point three points against them. All right, on average. So Waller's going to have a tough. Next week, I think, but it should be an awesome game. You catch it right here. Absolutely. Well, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. We got one more left at least, and then playoffs. Hopefully, we'll have a home playoff game the following week by somebody. Might end up with all all 
buys them. Possibly. Although, again, I think senior, if they end four and three, they have a chance to play yeah. in the opening round. So we, but we shall see. Yeah, we shall. Well, that'll about wrap it up, Bradley. Yeah. Great I job tonight. Can't think of too much else to add. Well, 54-16, that's your final score once again here on the Culver's Cooldown postgame show. Dubuque Hempstead all over Cedar Rapids, Jefferson. For Bradley Preer, I'm Rob Spangler. This has been a special sports presentation of high school football here on Dubuque Super Hits 106, KIYX, Sageville, Dubuque. You have a great Friday night and weekend. This has been a Queen Bee Radio High School Sports Presentation. Dubuque Super Hits 106 is KIYX Sageville Dubuque, a Queen Bee Radio Station. On air at 106.1 and online at superhits106.com. And get your Alexa skills on. Alexa, start Dubuque Super Hits 106. Excellent choice.